His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. You gonna be okay? Okay, okay. I'm just gonna y'all just give me my time, bro. When we get, don't worry, yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna make sure we get you plenty. Yes. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? You know we back once again, episode ten. All right, of the reduced lunch. Action Sports News Desk. You know it's your man's one more time, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. Uh, it's your man. Sport. Look, look. He just ready to jump in too. <laughs> it's your man's Dedra L. Hicks Jr. <laughs> one of your favorite sportsologists around. <laughs> now, introduce yourself, my man. It's your man, Black Man, one of your one of your favorite sportsologists. Back in the building again for another episode. Yes, sir. Black is anxious. And Black is ready, okay? Oh, can't forget, can't forget my main man Fred's in the building one more time. What's good, what's good. All right, then we got my main man PJ in here, you know. Yo, what's going on, yo? We're going to have a nice debate on some some wrestling today, so P is going to be here to join in the conversation on that. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to go ahead and do our thing today. So as always, as always, we're going to start off. With our sound of the week, this will take us into later in the show, but I'm going to play a nice sound, you know, to give y'all guys a clue, give us a hint. What we talking about? paid for by the New World Order. New, 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 new World Order. For life. Hey. This top two, I'm sorry. This top two, man. This top two right here, man. I just want that theme to play a little bit. For life. For life. Just to get everybody going. You know what I'm saying? This is what we're dealing with today. I want to get y'all top three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So our sound of the week is going to prompt us to this debate that we're going to have about, of course, the new <laughs> world order. All right. So a little different take on the sound of the week this week. So uh, we'll get to it a little later. But of course, man, of course, the bar from my man, Fred. Hey, we have some teens, man. Yeah. Some teens to talk about. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to get into the tweet of the week. Yeah. That's going to lead us into our first topic of the day, the NBA. Of course. Of course. All right. This is from at trollsports.net. All right. My man says, a list of players that the Pelicans wanted for the Lakers in this trade. Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, <laughs> Brandon Ingram, Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, Josh Hart, 22-year-old Magic Johnson, 25-year-old Kobe Bryant, 28-year-old Shaquille O'Neal, 30-year-old Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they wanted four first-round picks. So, <laughs> so he, is, he has his take on basically the Pelicans Wanted everything but the Staples Center. <laughs> and they LeBron wanted that too, James. bro. And, they one last, that and one last thing that Troll Sport, Trollsports.net said on Twitter. He said, "Look, man, if I'm Magic Johnson, I did the he did the right thing. There is no way you can blow up that entire organization for one player who stays injured, who is not somebody who you might not can depend on. You're going for absolute ceiling potential to Anthony Davis." You don't give up the team for that. All right. Mm. All right, man. So that's going to lead us into NBA. So um, that was our tweet of the week. Tweet, tweet, tweet of the week. Yeah. All right. So the trades. 
trade, trade, trade heavy this week, man. So let's get into it, man. From the Laker debacle on down, and we'll get into the rest of the trade. So how y'all felt, man, about the Lakers Pelicans trade that didn't go down? Oh uh, yeah, Black. I felt I felt good about it not going down. Like you said, they wanted they wanted everything plus staple Simmons in my eyes. Right. So plus staples, <laughs> yeah, plus staples, yeah. Like that's a lot, man. For sure. Like 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 the man said, um, you can't give up that much for a player who who's always injured, okay. who you can't depend on. Okay. You know, I agree. I'm happy they uh, didn't go through with it. I'm happy mm. Magic flew to Philly, talked to them boys about everything that went down. You know, okay. to get a feel for everybody in the locker room, see what's going going on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, the Lakers gonna be all right, man. I think they're gonna get a run going here, uh, coming through All Star break and getting it together. But you know, yeah. I think they made uh, a good business decision for the for the franchise. You know, if overall. Anthony overall, if if Anthony Davis want to be in LA, get him in the off season when they're a free agent. Mm-hmm. Shoot. But I'm not finna give up nowhere near what they was asking for. Right. You know, I don't agree with that. But I think what they got assembled now, nah, man, could could potentially turn into something. I, I like Kuz, man. I like <clears throat> I like Lonzo. Mm-hmm. I like them boys. That I really didn't want them to go anywhere, but mm-hmm. you know they had to be part of the deal if they wanted AD. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm happy they didn't do it. Okay, well yeah, Fred. Yeah, I pretty much feel the same way. Like I'm glad it didn't go down. Sometimes I look at um, like I look at Kuz. And I and I and I wonder like, am I retarded or, or is everybody else retarded? Uh-huh. But to be honest with you, if I'm the Pelicans, if you would offer me Cools and three first round picks, I would have took that. Uh-huh. This man put up like almost thirty points in the first quarter. He has the ability to do this yeah. every yeah. single game. Yeah. Man, he only played half the yeah. game damn near because of uh, minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, the Pelicans pretty much threw away their future for something that I mean, yep. Kyrie, you, uh, Marcus Morrison put out a. Um, he put a statement out the other day. To the he media. Was, he said yeah, to, to the, the media. media. He was like, well, yeah. he's like, even though, okay, we winning, he's like, it just ain't the same. They so that, all the signs is Kyrie leaving. Kyrie leaving. How do you think you're going to keep AD and, like, no way. Danny Ainge is going to have a moment like, all right, yeah. I'm, I'm in over my head. I'm not giving you Tatum. I can't. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm can't. not giving you Tatum. Yeah. Man, the Lakers almost almost messed up and gave you everybody. And I'm, yeah. And I'm yeah, glad they, did. they was – they pride got in the way. I'm glad all mm-hmm. they got in the way. Let Davis come in 2020. We got next year free agency. I love these young guys on the team now. Yeah. And the one thing I want to say about Braun mm-hmm. is people like, oh, you got to get Braun in this prime, this, that, and the third. People don't understand that Braun is transitioning into a point guard. And Braun mm-hmm. is going to be able to play 10 more years mm-hmm. as the smartest player on the floor. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He's going to score when he needs to score. But if he got a Kyrie around him, if he got these young gunners, cools around him, mm-hmm. you kind of seen glimpses over these last two games mm-hmm. to where it's like, okay, Rondo not starting, but you got who going to run point? They got Bullock in the game. And you see Bron just come out mm-hmm. controlling everything. Yep. So I'm optimistic. I'm glad it didn't go down. Mm-hmm. AD will see either 2020 or, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. At first when the news broke, of course, I was like, yeah, you got to go get AD. You got to mm-hmm. go get him. Of course, not knowing – what the predicament the Pelicans are going to try to put the Lakers in. Right. At first, I thought it was going to take, you know, Kuz, Zoe, um, maybe a couple expiring contracts and a couple first-round picks. Right. Mm-hmm. That Kuz, Zoe, Ingram, Josh Hart, man. Rondo, Beasley. You talk about like, your whole life. Yeah, so Come once, on, that, once that started coming, I'm glad Magic Johnson had the world thought to say, okay, they're trying to play us. And right. one thing I recognize, 
that the NBA, the, the the owners and the general managers, dog, they are sick of LeBron James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they sick of LeBron because LeBron commands such attention where people are basically willing to sabotage the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Right. Like for for the report to say, yeah, Greg Popovich told the general manager of the Pelicans, who used to be, you know, in San Antonio. Don't negotiate with the Lakers. Don't send the Lakers anything. You know, right. the league is – I don't think that was a Lakers thing. I think that was a LeBron James thing because they know if LeBron can get the pieces that he needs, LeBron going to win another chip or maybe two yeah. before he leave L.A. You know, so I think that the Pelicans, whoever the general manager is, I can't think of his name, he's going to lose his job. Right. It's not this season. Lakers, is it? Nah, Rob Lincoln with the Lakers. With the Lakers, okay. Yeah. Okay. This is a new guy. This is a guy who's been around for, for a while with, I, he, with, he's with the been Pelicans. He's been a couple years, but here's my thing. If you watched the Lakers play yesterday, Kyle Kuzman gave you 23 points in the first quarter. Uh-huh. Dale Demps. That's Dale Demps. Yeah. yeah, he's silly. So if I'm the owner mm-hmm. of the Pelicans, I'm looking like, man. We know Anthony Davis is leaving. We know he's leaving. Right. We know he's leaving. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to grab this kid. Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball, we had a chance to get a core group in here and say, hey, we're going to put ourselves in a position to just be in the playoffs until we can get a superstar, another talent to come in here and get us over the hump to possibly Western Conference Final or NBA Final. They missed out on that because I believe Danny Ainge is also saying, you know what, I just don't believe the chances of getting Kyrie is high. Keeping him is high. It's not high. The team is flat. The Boston Celtics are not going to the NBA Finals this year. And mm-hmm. we're going to get into that later because they were my pick at the beginning of the season to go to the Finals. I just don't see it happening due to the dynamic of what's happening in Boston. But back to the Pelicans and the Lakers, the whole trade thing was just bizarre. Like, the media is leaking things. Um, Magic Johnson know for a fact that the Pelicans had no intentions of trading right. AD. And they say that was the Pelicans uh, coming out. They put and it they out. They releasing those they uh, put it trades. Out. You know what I'm saying? They like, put it they, out. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like. to fuck with the Lakers. Yeah, That's y'all trying to play us. Like, what, what, what y'all I mean, think this is? And I don't know why I feel like that decision. I think Magic and them really, really, really was trying to make something happen. But I mm-hmm. believe Jeannie Buss and them was like. That's a whole lot to she really kind of give. Yeah, yeah that's agree. a whole lot to really give up. You giving up everything yeah. for one player. I and agree you can't with do you that. Plus. And even when you say like Greg Popovich, <clears throat> you know, you know, it's conversations around the league. Don't negotiate with LeBron. What mm-hmm. they, they, they in their feelings this year, but this is a player's league. Period. For sure. When these players are ready to up and go, mm-hmm. they up and they going. They leaving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was an interview with Tracy McGrady and Kobe that was just beautiful, and they yep. were, and they yep. was like the yep. narrative of them players is like. They would never play together. And they said nothing like it. We just didn't have the power to nope. do what these kids is doing nope. now. Yep. And, and they always had the power. Yep. They it's just, just didn't LeBron, know it. Right. They didn't know yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? It that's what LeBron people James. getting angry at. The yeah. old, you know, old. And Kobe old. said it too. Kobe said, I love it. Let these boys speak. Yeah. Right. Let them speak Let for them what they, they want, man. Do. Let them right. do what yeah. they want to do. Yeah. Right. And if you hear guys <laughs> like Fred say, you turn on your TV and I'm Jason Tatum or I'm Anthony Davis or whoever, a young star in this league, Ben Simmons or whoever. And I see Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and I see Tracy McGrady, right. two of the greatest scorers, players who ever played this game, sitting here saying, oh, yeah. Right. Like, I wish we <laughs> had the ability together. to say, yeah, me, you, and you, let's hook up in so-and-so, so-and-so. Right. Like, these kids are like, oh, so it's not all of the old heads. Yep. It's just Barkley and all these other guys. But the guys who we grew up watching, the guys who we sat down cool in front of the rooms and idolized, mm-hmm. they said it's cool. Right. Yo, right. it's been on the take off. Yeah. <laughs> right. so yeah. Like are, this offseason, this offseason going to be one of the yeah, biggest yeah, in yeah, NBA yeah, history. Man. So I, I think, I just think, you know, the Pelicans, 
missed out on a huge, huge opportunity, dog. And they're going to regret it. But yo. you know what? It's not a surprise because you remember the whole fiasco with Chris Paul, man? Like, they missed out on a lot. Not They could have mm. got a whole lot more for Chris Paul. They could what they than what they got. And they it's not even surprising that this fell through the cracks the way it did with them because the whole thing that happened with Chris Paul. I'm not even I wasn't even shocked, man. Yeah, right. it, yeah, it, you know, just I, one. I got the Mark uh Marcus Morris um, audio. Well, I, I couldn't find the audio, okay, but this dude, is what okay. he had to say. He said, I watch all these other teams around the league mm-hmm. and the guys are up on the bench. They're enjoying everything. Mm-hmm. They're playing together and they're enjoying to, they're and they're playing to win. And when I look at us, I just see a bunch of individuals. Mm. He just said this yesterday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like, they lost. They blew a 22-point lead to the uh You mean 28-point right? lead? Yeah, they blew it. I mean, how do you yeah, do at 28. home? 28. Yeah. Look, look, no. I see no look, way Kyrie standing, man. Like, the, the atmosphere is toxic. And you can blame. I don't blame Kyrie. I think black yeah. Kyrie is seeing the writings on the wall. Like, this is not for me. Right, right. This area, this scenery, Danny Ainge, these players, we just don't right. mix well. Right. Gordon Hayward is an all-star shooting guard in this league. Right. He is non-existent in Boston. Why? <laughs> what? Making $145 million. <laughs> How is he non-existent? Yeah. Brad Stevens, this genius coach. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about you. Yeah. Because you have... So many weapons, dog. Yep. And y'all are struggling to hold on to the fifth seed in the East. Crazy. So unless something happens where, and I believe in playoff time, you know when the playoffs come, people just turn it on. Yep. And just talent, it's just on the basketball floor, and you'll just see what happens. But, right. but with this team, I don't. As far as sticking together, trying right. to make a run, like I Like with the Lakers, it. I can see it because it's like, okay, you get in there, you playing possession basketball it, for that. You're going to have to go beat LeBron full time. It's, I, and you, you know what, what else, man? I think with Boston, I think, I think Kyrie just, he – he don't got that. He may not have that leadership mentality just yet, man. You think it's that though? Uh, you think D, it's that though? You know, D, you that. really know how hard it is, man, to be like the leader team. You know, you gotta, be, you gotta be, be you gotta be, you gotta be something special. Uh, yeah. You gotta be really special. Well, I, and I believe, I know, I believe Fred said this before. You gotta be really special to, to beat the leader team, bro. You know, I to agree, where they bro. need to go to I a championship. You. I feel you. And I think Kyrie, where he at now, he's still, you got to realize he's still a young kid himself. Right. He's he still a young kid eight, himself. Yeah, yeah, but he's been in the league eight seasons, seven seasons, that's, so he knows. That's true, but I think this showed him, like, I don't have to be a leader yet. Like, I could go out to L.A. and I'm going to get LeBron. the keys eventually. Well, let's you know just, sure. let's just say this. Let's say mm-hmm. let's say he chooses to go to New York. You're going you gonna to have to definitely go there and be a and be and be the man because you're gonna, gonna be go by himself. yeah he not gonna go of course by he ain't himself. gonna go by himself but he he was he gonna be brought to that team mm-hmm. to be the man if he go to new york he gonna be the man on that team i'm yeah, sorry yeah. I don't, I don't i'm sorry that. i mean but if he go somewhere like la he might go sit behind somebody else who already the man on the team who the leader and just mm-hmm. sit back and play basketball. I believe that's what Kyrie want to do. Mm-hmm, yeah. And don't have to, you know. Team game. Like, more now than ever, you realize there's two different types of teams in, NF- in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You got it the way, okay, you got these teams, the way you got stars playing together. Yeah. And they like how DeMarcus Cousins just came back out of nowhere and said, okay, I'm going to pick up where I left off. Pick right. up 18 points a game right. off my Achilles. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you got players who, like, all right, I just want to put the numbers up. You know what I'm saying? But you can see, like, you see the Rockets. Like, right. you. You see, like y'all, you're not gonna win that way. No. And when Kobe said that, it was funny because, Kobe, like people, I understood exactly what Kobe was saying when he was like, "You can, you're not gonna win that way." Right. You know what I'm saying? You just, not you're not gonna win that way. You got to look at the way Kobe won his championships. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the 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 team he used when he had them two 
seven footers that were stretching the car, Gasol and Lamar Odom, like yeah. he he used his team. Yeah. And Harden, that nigga just sat there ISO. His, his last four hundred points was you know what's no this? No That's insane. insane. You cannot. You can't win that way. Trying to win. You can't win a championship that way. It looked good. And it's gonna get hard on the MVP. It's gonna get him. Oh the yeah, MVP. yeah. He get the MVP. You know. But sure. like when we transition to the second part of the season, we'll see. Um, but to talk about a few more trades that went down, and this is a transition uh, into the Eastern Conference, I want to talk about that. Some notable trades that went down. In particular, you had, of course, Christoph Porzingis is now a Dallas Maverick. All right, they sent mm. uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who's a young, great player. Um, they sent, it. yeah, they they <laughs> sent um, they sent DeAndre Jordan, and they also sent um, Wesley Matthews out in New York. Wesley Matthews was released, and now he is picked up. By the Indiana Pacers, who need another guard to Oladipo uh, being out. Um, let's go to Zach Randolph was waived uh, by the Mavericks, and Zach Randolph is being shopped around, man. So looking like Toronto was trying to grab him. Mm. Um, the Bucks is trying to grab him to come off the bench yeah, to add man. some depth uh, to their big man line. Okay, but the Bucks had a big piece that they added with Nikolai Mirotic. Yeah, if you big. haven't seen Nikolai Mirotic play, yeah. this man is a problem. Yeah. Okay, he can shoot it, he can drive to the basket, he can pass the basketball, and he is going to stretch the floor even more for Giannis. Right. So Giannis has the ability to continue to beat the paint without having to worry about stepping back getting the shot off. He can right. get at the Miritich, he can knock down an 18 or a three-point shot. Right. So adding depth, you know, on that front line for the Bucks was needed, and I think they got they guy, man, you know, who can do that for them. Right. Uh, moving along, of course, man, the – Man, how y'all felt about Harrison Barnes being traded while playing yeah. the I game? I heard that it was he, um, like they had an understanding, like kind of before the game, and he okay. chose to play while going on. But it, it was just funny to see. You know what I mean? I didn't like dope. that, man. That so, just it was trash. And, and he it looked, and it wasn't like he was playing. He was on the bench, man. On when he bench. found out, bad. like it looked bad. Yeah. Oh, come on, man! It looked yeah. bad, man. And that's business. Bad. I hope players just see that. Now I'm glad it happened because our players need to see shit like that. You need to that see this can like, happen to you. Yeah, like yeah. it ain't no no loyalty, none of that. And yeah. the NBA is starting to get to that point now to where it's like, okay, we're going for it this year. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love what Toronto did when they was like, look, it's a good chance Kawhi ain't coming back, mm-hmm. but, like, if we can, we trying to get to a finals this year. Like, yeah. we're trying to see if we can go win it all this year because yeah. it's looking like it's turning to that kind of league. And you it, know what yeah. I'm saying? And speaking of Toronto, they grabbed a huge piece in Marcus All. And I found I find he is a good complimentary piece to Kawhi Leonard yeah. and a Kyle Lowry. If I was the for Raptors, their style of play, I think he for is. For their style yeah, of play, but if I, play. if I was the Raptors, I definitely would have entertained getting Kyle Lowry out of there and bringing in Mike Conley with was, Gasol. But I can see why the Raptors are like you know what, Kyle Lowry is having his best season. Yeah. Yes, he and is. You know the system, like he and, just and he is confident out there. And maybe the release of DeRozan. Not being mm. around him to kind of, you know, let's keep it real. Maybe DeRozan was holding him down mm. because now he don't have that to lean on. Now yeah. Kyle Larry understand like, man, they, they let go of my dog, who is a all-star two guard in the right. Eastern Conference for his last three seasons. Right. I know they get rid of me. Right. So I got to keep my value up. Yeah. And I can see Kyle Lowry, he's playing with that kind of uh, focus and the intensity out on the floor. But adding Marcus all to that makes the Raptors even more dangerous, you know, right. heading into this playoff run, man. So... I think the biggest splash in the trades that happened was 
Sixers, man. Tobias Harris, man. <laughs> in and up. In Philadelphia, man. And and great move. Man. You know, but before I pass the ball to the to one of y'all to give y'all thoughts, the 76ers are going to the NBA Finals. <laughs> in my humble opinion. The Philadelphia 76ers are going yeah. to the NBA Finals. And this is why I say that basketball reasons. Mm. Ben Simmons is struggling shooting the ball. He can't shoot the ball 10 feet and back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And teams are saying if we can collapse on him and force him to shoot it up or pass without <coughs> affording him the lane to get to the hole, the Sixers are beatable. Yep. Mm-hmm. But now that is no more. Yep. Now he is afforded an opportunity to say, hey, not only do I have Jimmy Butler on the left side of the wing, Yep, now we have crazy. a young Tobias Harris who was averaging 20 <laughs> points for the Clippers, yeah. nine rebounds with the Clippers, and another six assists with another seven rebounds with the Clippers. An all-around great young talent. You can fill it up, yeah. too. So you have Embiid in the middle. Mm-hmm. You have left and right of uh, uh, Jimmy Butler, Tobias That's Harris, it. and, oh, yeah, you have Joel Embiid in the paint. Yeah, the right. only the best Oh, and don't forget about J.J. Reddick out there. J.J. Reddick, a sniper shooter, and they have <laughs> other shooters that are coming off the bench, young yeah, players yeah. who are knocking down big-time shots. I cannot think of number 12's name for the Sixers right now. I got my computer right in front of me. And this kid here, man, this kid for the Sixers, number 12, I'm going to get his name. This dude is a problem. He defends and he can knock down that three, man. And it's like the Sixers are just priming. They say, you know what? We finna make this run. And we really feel, we really feel that we can get to the NBA Finals. Now, they're currently fourth in the East. They're currently fourth in the East. Indiana's in front of them. They will jump them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to fall back. And then you have um, the Bucks. The Bucks at two. And the Raptors. And the Raptors. Mm -hmm. If I'm Philly... I'm definitely trying to get to that one seed or that yeah. two seed. One or two. And they yeah. definitely can get there. They and, definitely and, can get there. Right. <clears throat> and, and his name is uh, Furkan Korsman. All right, mm. for the 76ers. This kid, I watched him yesterday. They put him on Brandon Ingram. <laughs> Brandon Ingram is 6'10", 6'11". This kid is 6'3". And he fights the... And he's right. knocking out, and I just think they got the all-around talent where it's like, man, we just got better players. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what it's going to come down to. Like, a lot of people were saying, oh, the Lakers allowed 140 points. I'm like, oh, the Lakers put 120 points up. They like, that won. Sixers team, yeah. is, when it be, they if it be, gets yeah. a step on you, he's loaded. going to the hole. And it's, and it's nobody in the NBA is going to get in there and take that charge nope. block. Nope. I mean, it's just they're they going to be a hard team to yeah. beat, man. Yep. And it's Very great hard. to see that from the Sixers, man, because the Sixers for so many years was at the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you already knew the Sixers was going to have a worse record in the league. Yeah. Right. Like, it seemed like once Iverson left there, it, it just went south. It went south for the Sixers after they that. Right. You know, now, <clears throat> I don't know who they got to play in the front office or general Elton manager. Brand. They got like, Elton Brand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Elton I forgot Brand. Elton Brand now. But they, right. they they making they putting a like a, a team that can get you to the finals together. I think right. I think even though you these guys have their own individual um what do you call it? These guys have their own individual personalities. Like I think they like playing together. Like I don't see no egos clashing with the Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid. Mm. I'm watching the game yesterday and they're able to talk to one another. They able like to pull it to close, talk to each other, get out there and continue to play good basketball. That's scary for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm Jimmy Butler, there's no doubt about it. I'm going to resign with the Sixers. There's Why no not? doubt about it. Why I'm wouldn't you? I'm not Why leaving wouldn't you? A, a, a two and third, a, a third and second year player, and Embiid and Ben Simmons. We just added Tobias Harris, who's still going to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way I'm leaving the 76ers if I'm Jimmy Butler. 
I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. leaving. So um, I think overall the 76ers won the trade. Uh, again, the Raptors had a, a, a good take. Uh, we're adding new players. And also um, the Bucks added some key pieces. Out in the West, you really didn't have any crazy moves. Lakers did act shooting with Bullock. Uh, he's a 40% three-point shooter. That's something that Bron needs to stay in the corner, kick out, and knock down the three. Um, so, you know, we'll see how to go. Oh, and the Sixers added Beaumont, the yeah, big Beaumont, man from yeah. the 76, who can pass it, who can shoot it. Yeah. He's not going to be able to run up and down the floor, yeah, right. but he is a – I saw him yesterday make some crazy Yeah, why Embiid is out the game. That's a great yeah, you, uh, right. replacement uh, right. just to and, have. And, and um, you saying that I think they match up really well with the Warriors. You know, I think yes, they, they match up really well with the, against the Warriors. Look, uh, if that you, would be something I feel like I feel like between them, I think it's gonna be the Raptors and the Sixers for the East. Because I like that piece that the Raptors got in Marcus. Marcus I think that can be a changer for them as well. Okay. Along with um along okay. with, with the core they already have together. So yeah. we're gonna see, man. I I, I they they by far the Sixers by far won free agency to me by far trade deadline trade trade, trade down yeah. yeah trade deadline sorry yeah I, I, by I far think, i think if boston doesn't get it together what they play i think the eastern turn into a three-team race yeah. bucks yeah. raptors and i was shocked that boston boston didn't make any type of moves what, that what shocked kind of me moves are they gonna make yeah, you know yeah. i thought they would have tried to figure something out and if it wasn't working you know but but you know usually around trade down line they usually you know they usually take us they usually do something but boston got yeah. all the yeah, pieces they got though all the pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. they got everything they need they would have made would have been like to i'm thinking they would have made a move with all those pieces they have yeah do they need <laughs> shooting no right do they I need to think them trying to go after AD. It's like, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all, what you finna gut your team to go get AD and yeah. hopefully that like, Kyrie, this Kyrie and AD dynamic yeah. is going to be your answer. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. you I know, know, Danny Agent over his head. Man. Yeah. So you know, the trades was interesting, man. It was the most activity that we've had in the trade deadline in a long time. A uh, total of nine teams were involved um, in acquisitions, and Houston picked up a good piece with Iman Shumpter too. Yeah, Iman yeah. Shumda playing defense yeah. uh, on the perimeter. You're going to need that if you're Houston. James Harden's going to need that to take some stress off of him. Right. All right, so we're going to talk and, about. Go ahead, and, also, go ahead. and also, I just got to alert uh, Marquise Morris, who's with uh, the Wizards. They let him go. Uh, the Lakers trying to grab him, right? Houston and L.A. are the, the, the top two, two teams for him. I hope so L.A. can get him. I he hope LA be somewhere can get soon him. as well. I hope L.A. can get him. If L.A. can get him, because I'd rather get him than Melo, honestly. You know, if you, if you bring in Melo, what is his role going to be now? I'm sure Mel- Melo can help a team. He can. But you need, if you're the Lakers, you need some rough riders, dog. You do. You right. need somebody in the paint, right. in the block, that's going to wreak havoc and cause some problems. Yeah. You need that. And Lance can't do it by himself. I mean, they got, you know? they, I mean, okay. they got McGee in the yeah, 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 yeah. But you need somebody who's going to be McGee like, no nonsense. I feel like that he, I, I feel like he's a must-get for, for the Lakers. He's having a great Yeah. I, I, I feel like he's a must-get for the Lakers, yeah. So, yeah, the trade deadline was busy. <clears throat> We're going to get into the standings right quick and go over the top eight like we do. Warriors, of course, in the Western Conference. Warriors, Nuggets, Thunder, Trailblazers, Rockets, Jazz, Spurs, and Clippers. Round at your top eight. Lakers two games back. Lakers going to be in the battle with the Sacramento Kings, man, trying to get in there. Then the Clippers are going to fall back. They traded away their best players. Yeah, they trying. They trying to, to hold on to their first-round pick they because if right. they make the yeah, playoffs, they, in Boston yeah, they, gets yeah, their they, pick. They setting up for, they setting up for the offseason. Yeah, yeah, so I Free think agency, the Clippers. Yeah. So I think yeah. the eighth seed, and if I'm the Lakers, I don't want to be the eighth seed. You want to at least get to the seventh or the sixth seed yeah, if you're right. the Lakers. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And, you know, before we go, man, how about Paul George? 
Did yeah, anybody, did, yeah. did, did anybody me, see? Let, let me say this. Oh, let me say this. This I've been, <laughs> I've been waiting to say this because I've been watching Paul George closely. Mm-hmm. That's my front runner for MVP right now. Over Harden? Over Harden. Why you say that? Because of the things he's doing. His numbers is up. Uh-huh. I, from when he was in Indiana. Every uh-huh. year his number, everything is up. Mm-hmm. And the way that they are playing and and where they at, they were right there. Mm-hmm. You know, they can make, they third literally the can make a run at the top, a top three C. They the third in the West right now. Yeah, they third in the West right yeah. now. And the, I'm just saying the way that he's balling, like yeah. we got James Harden who's playing crazy. But to. look what he did against James Harden. He was cooking, Jay, him and James <laughs> right. Harden was cooking together. But mm-hmm. I'm like, man, look at this guy. Like you didn't see this in Indiana. Right. You didn't see this type of Paul George in Indian. You saw flashes, flashes, but flashes. you didn't see this. Right. And I don't know if it's uh, Russell Westbrook bringing the best out of him, or I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I'm it. I love what I'm seeing with him. I'm I'm loving it. And before we go to these, I do want to p- touch on George too. I think Paul George is definitely a top two candidate for MVP. Mm-hmm. I think it's him and Harden mm-hmm. right now. The reason I probably would give the slight uh, for MVP a slight edge over Harden because. I know this regular season, but when his team needed him and everybody was hurt, Chris Paul, Clint Capella, everybody was gone, offensive options, the Rockets were the Tim seed. Mm. The Rockets were the Tim seed when these guys went down. Mm. These boys are now the fourth seed in the West. Because James Harden just was like, I know for a fact that this team, we can't be fit for low. We can't be, and he went Bananas. <laughs> he is still on the streak right now. What, 14 straight 30 point games yeah, or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, now, in the world we live in, offense is glorified more than defense. Paul George can be defensive player of the year as well. Right. Sure, sure can. Paul George can be defensive player of the year. And he is in that conversation this year. So, Paul George is the best two way player in this league today. I have Paul George the best two way player in the league over Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. He's the best two way player because the, the Thunder were down 30 points. In the second quarter. Right. They were down 30 points. And Paul George said, all right. <laughs> all right. Let me drop 40, 45 or 46 on y'all to get us this three-point win. And uh, why, why, why y'all at it? Russell Westbrook, six straight <clears throat> yeah, right. I hate the narrative that people say Westbrook is declining. I hate I Why are people saying that? You want to know why? Westbrook has become a smarter player. Smart man, that's it. Westbrook is saying, I don't have to be a high-volume shooter when I got this guy. Yeah. I don't have to be a high bomb shooter when I got this guy, Paul George. Mm-hmm. Let Paul George do his thing, and I'm going to still contribute in every way that I've And I'm still going to get my triple-double every night. Triple-double for the third <laughs> season in a row. Right. So guys like Colin Cowherd and these guys saying, oh, you know, Jason Whitlock, oh, Westbrook is declining. You can see, no, y'all, y'all, y'all are not watching these basketball games. Right. Westbrook has become a smarter player who's still giving you 20, 10, and 10. Right. You know how much hard work that takes? I play pickleball every weekend. I do not give you 10 rebounds or 10 assists. I might get you four. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all cut it out. So, that's a great point that Black brought up with West. I mean, with uh, Paul George and the Thunder, they're going to be a dangerous team. Dangerous, man. I, I, I hope this year we get down against the Warriors in these playoffs. Oh, we're going to get it. Oh, man, I want that I badly, man. I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get it. And I think they can cause some problems, man. I, I told really, y'all. Because they deep on that bench, too, as yes. well. Dennis Schroeder, they gonna get Robinson back. They got Dennis Schroeder. Um, um, hey, what's that boy name? Shoot that ball for them. I can't think of his name, but they, you're right. They do have a deep bench. All right, so transitioning to the East, the top eight teams: Bucks, Raptors, Pacers, 76ers, Celtics holding on by a thread. The Brooklyn Nets. 
Brooklyn Nets sitting at yeah, six, yeah, yeah. aiming for that fifth seed. They trying oh, to man. get there over yeah, Boston. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell, ball. I think he deserved that All Star nod over. And they got Butler. a. I think they got a pretty decent all around team. I too. think he deserved yeah. that All Star nod over Jimmy Butler yeah. this year. I just, I, I, I believe that. Uh, seventh, the Raptors in the eighth, rounding out losing team. Uh, the Detroit Pistons and the Miami Heat trying to get in the playoffs, twenty five and twenty nine. At number nine. So, they're actually, they're tied for the eighth seed. They are tied for the eighth seed with the Detroit Pistons. I would like to see Dwayne Wade have one last playoff for Raw before he go off into the sunset. But we'll see. But, yeah, that covers uh, your standings uh, for the NBA. All right, our last topic of the NBA, of course, this weekend is NBA All-Star Weekend. One of my favorite weekends in sports. All right, and uh, I'm very, very much looking forward to all the events and everything. So we're going to go over the events, and then we're going to get in, uh, have some dialogue and some conversation about the events. All right, so you have the Rising Stars uh, Challenge uh, that will be happening uh, this weekend as well. Um, let's see who here. Team USA. Um, some notable names for Team USA. Let's see. Let's see. I've lost my spot. All right, now I got it back. All right, so we have... No, I don't have my spot. All right, Team USA, you have Marvin Bagley the third. Lonzo Ball will not play, but he, of course, he's on the team. You have De'Aaron Fox, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kevin Knox, Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tano for Team US. This is going to be a good game. Yeah, it uh, is. Versus the world, you have DeAndre Aiden, Luka Dakic. Yeah. Um, I got the international team. Ben Simmons, uh, Cedric Osman. Um and I can't even pronounce his boy name. Uh, Bogdan Bogbanovich. Right. <laughs> so I think that's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be Friday night, nine o'clock TNT. Mm. Uh, USA versus the world. Um, see the young talent of the league on the floor, man. So right. just to see Dockage out there, you know, being guarded by Ben Simmons and Kuzma and Donovan Mitchell on the same team in the backcourt with Tatum in the backcourt. Right. I think it's gonna be a sight to behold, and with Marvin Bagley as well. All right. All right, so moving along to some of the fun, 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 fun activities out there. We have the three-point contest, which is probably my favorite event every year, shooting. You know, seeing the ball shot from distance, I just it just does something for me, all right? So you have the defending champion, Devin Booker. Devin Booker will be defending his crown mm, from last it. year. Contestants, Seth Curry. Stephen Curry, mm. Danny oh, Green, yeah. Danny Green, <laughs> Joe Harris from the Nets, Buddy Hill from the King, mm. Damian Leonard from the Trailblazers, Chris Middleton from the Bucks, OG Dirt, Dirt Nowitzki is in the yeah. three-point shootout along with Kimball Walker in the mm. shootout. Now look, I'm that's excited. a that's a pretty good yeah, line. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a pretty yeah. good lineup for three-point. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Like, yeah. I'm excited. Okay, so I, that, yeah, Steph Curry taking that one. You think so? I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know, I don't know some, man. You got some shooters, man. I like I like Buddy Hill too. Basketball, man. Buddy Hill can fill it up too. Y'all yeah. slipping on Buddy Hill. He can, he he can, can fill it. it up too. Damian Litter can get hot. Yeah. Dirk can get hot. Yeah, yeah about to get hot. Dirk can get hot and win that thing. Oh, that would be crazy. That'd be wild. That'd just be a great visual. You know what I'm saying? Then Kimball Walker. You know he'll be. You know the All Star games in Charlotte. So Kimball Walker, man. So that's your three point contest that'll be taking place Saturday night as well. Uh, I guess we can get into uh, the dunk contest. I don't really know a lot of these guys that are going to be in the dunk contest, but uh, I guess let's mention. I know one, though. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is in the dunk contest. Mm -hmm. He's got to be the favorite. You have Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges yeah. got some hops. He can he get got up hops. there. Right. John Collins of the Hawks. 
I really had seen I watching him. I haven't really seen. Yeah. And then you have Hamidou Dialao from the Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> in the dunk contest. Again, yeah. Hamidou Dialao. All right. Mm. So, yeah, that's your dunk contest. I'm glad they've like, gotten it to like, four contestants. Yeah. It's like the three-point contest is the new uh, dunk favorite. contest. Yeah, yeah. Three-point contest dunk. should go last, man. Like, they, yeah, should, yeah. they should try that. They should try that. They should, yeah, they man. Yeah. You're going to have a treat, though, with Dennis Smith Jr., yeah. You're gonna have a treat with him because yeah. that boy is. I up. think Miles Bridges is gonna pull something out the hat as well, man, because that boy can really. I hope he so. Got some hooks, For the man. NBA sake, hopefully yeah. these young guys can get out here and, and do right. something because you know the dunk contest ain't just been ain't been. They've been, they been trying to do a lot with it to get it that get it that pop back mm-hmm. with the dunk contest, but yeah, right. you know hopefully so. they can do something with it this year. But that three point contest that is stacked. I'm looking yeah. forward to watching that. I'll be yeah. home <laughs> Saturday night watching. You want to know one thing? I wish they would do. Yeah, and I think the older players will be down for it. Like. You know what I'm saying? Just have like a, I don't know if it'd be tournament style or what, or one-on-one style, but it'd be cool to see like, not necessarily T-Mac, because Kobe, I feel Kobe, they don't watch T-Mac right now, but like Bro. players who just, you know what I'm saying, come uh-huh. out, like who, who still kind of want to ball, because I see the, I think the big three, big three is going to be big eventually, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're big in my Let's opinion. So around. like, I, I, I would like to see them figure out a way to like give us like a matchup because I think Kobe down like anybody would be down to see Kobe Paul one-on-one. Pierce will be ready to play KG Pierce right you know what I'm saying yeah, them boys get out uh, there. KG three and three. Pierce versus Kobe you know what I'm saying yeah. get somebody I don't know why Shaq's still moving but you could just imagine yeah. like they could put a team together Shaq don't yeah. have to move man Shaq can just All right, stand down you can just stand down man right but that is a great idea. I, yeah. I would like to see some of these older players get involved. They usually do with the skills challenge. Yeah, the skills yeah. challenge. Uh, and then some of them, a few of them used to play in the uh, celebrity. Right. Yeah, uh, they, yeah, they put them well in. Friday, yeah, yeah. The they used to play in that. But I know yeah. what Fred's saying. Get those hungry competitive players who, you know, right. who can come back and just, I don't know, maybe it's a game to 15 or 12. Right. Or right. Something right. like that every day. That would be dope. Right. Um, two, two, and it's rumblings. Ice Cube is trying to get Kobe. Yeah, to I, get out of here from this big three. Like, oh, man. You know he got Lamar Odom. He just locked Lamar Odom yeah. down. He trying to get him. Oh, he got Lamar Odom? Or is that PJ? Yeah, they got Lamar Odom. He entering yeah. the draft. They are a big three yeah. draft. Yeah, they get so Kobe. They, they, they tried. Paul Pierce want to play. He said he wants to play. Yeah. Kevin Garnett said he's not going to play. Um, so we'll see, but they try. Ice Cube say he trying I to believe, get Kobe. Yeah. Though. I believe if they get Kobe, Kobe, if then all the other, and then all your other ones will start coming. Kobe, like everybody's coming. gonna come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. coming, dog. And it's gonna be must see, man. Must yeah. see. So speaking of skill challenge, you have uh, Mike Don, Mike Conley, Luka Doncic, Darren Fox, Nikolai Jokic, Kyle Kuzma, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. Nikolai Vucic. And Trey Young, all right? That's a good skills yeah, challenge. Yeah, I like yeah. seeing that as well. Like to see these guys' skills, yeah. do the little marathon around the court with the pass and shooting the three, mid range, mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's your skills challenge as well. So I think all in all, NBA Saturday night, you know, if you're a homebody, it should be a good yeah. one for you this Saturday, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, to sit at home and, you know, watch the skills challenge, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, before we wrap up NBA, of course, let's get into the big game. All right, All-Star Saturday, uh, Sunday night, All-Star game will be taking place in Charlotte 2019. Of course, the NBA wins again. You have a draft of the two top players in the league who get the most votes will be your captains. This year is LeBron James, of course. And then you have Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, for the uh, other captain, all right? So I'm going to go over the guys' teams and, um, <laughs> you know, see what you guys think, who you think is going to win and who you think might be the MVP. All right? So for uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
His first pick was Steph Curry. Then it was Joel Embiid, Paul George, Kimba Walker, Chris Middleton, Nikolai Jokic, Ben Simmons. In a trade, he traded away Russell Westbrook to get Ben Simmons. Blake Griffin, D'Angelo Russell, and Nikolai Vucicic. I'm butchering buddy name. Kyle Lowry and then Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, they did a honorable captain's thing mm-hmm. with Dirk and Dwayne Wade. <clears throat> I like that little look I in there, too. too. I like that wrinkle in there. Well. Yeah. Dirk's last season, we know it's D-Wade. So right. that was um, Giannis's team. And then for your Eastern, I mean, for not your Eastern, but for LeBron James's team, because it's not East versus West. It's the best players. Right. They had this draft. Kevin Durant was overall number one pick. All right, to LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, hmm, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> James Harden, <laughs> Anthony Davis, Clay yep. Thompson, Damian Litter, Russell Westbrook again. He was traded um, for Ben Simmons. All right. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, Carl Anthony Towns, Bradley Bill, and Dwayne Wade. Man, his team is stacked, man. So I want to know, you know, who you got winning? Team team, LeBron, who you got Team Giannis winning? And then give your MVP. Who you think your MVP could be in this game? Mm. Who you got, got Black? Team LeBron all day long, man. Why you say all day? Cause man, that yeah, team stacked, stack. man. <laughs> I'm this is stacked. look at that. I'm, I'm just listening to everybody you just said. <laughs> okay, compared listen. to compared to the East, man. Don't get me. Oh, no. I mean, compared to uh, oh, no. compared to the other team, man. That's yeah. oh I mean, no, man. They got know, a man. but they, the other team do got a lot of bigs. They got a lot oh, of bigs, no, and he got a few shooters surrounding the bigs. You know, so. We'll see, man. But uh, so you got like, Team LeBron winning. I got Team LeBron so winning. Who you think MVP is? Uh, I'm gonna give the MVP to to Dame Lillard, man. This year, you think Damian Lillard? Yeah, because I'm, I'm going. Reason why I'm saying that because I'm going off his last two year All Stars. He had some good ones. He had All-Stars. some really good ones. Like I think he scored thirty, 30 in the last two. two. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm gonna give him a shot and say Dame Lillard wins the MVP. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's up, Fred? Oh, Kyrie. Who you got winning though? Oh, the Team LeBron. LeBron. Okay. <laughs> you think Kyrie Irving? Man, this top five is crazy. Yeah. 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 Kyrie Irving MVP. Yeah. Huh. And you know, and you know what? I wouldn't be opposed because it's in Charlotte. If if Team uh, I always butch his name. Uh, Giannis, Giannis, if Giannis team could find a way to win, uh-huh. I think Steph gets it in his hometown. I oh, think I he gets it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. yeah. in his hometown. Okay, PJ, you got a winner, or MVP? Uh, I don't have an MVP, but I'm going for Brian, Brian, man. Team LeBron, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a go team Giannis, man. I'm a go team Giannis with the upset well, win over LeBron, it, man. And, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at Curry, MB, Paul George, and Kimball Walker, dog. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, no I, slight. No slight on course. Braun, Kyrie, and those guys. But I just Ben Simmons. You know, I I I I, I like it. I just like what I'm seeing. So my MVP uh, for the game. I'm gonna switch it up, man. I'm gonna go Paul George. I think. I think Paul George. Is having a phenomenal year, and I think George wants to say, "Hey, don't leave me out of these best player conversations no more." You know, this man is number two in the league in scoring this year. Um, he's top two in defensive def- efficiency on the defensive end. He is number two in the league under Joel Embiid this year. Antetokounmpo is third, um, so George is over him. And I just think that I think Paul George gonna step up and say, "Look, 
I'm, I'm going for it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to make it happen. So that's just my dog horse. I'm going to go Paul George for the MVP of the All-Star game. But I do that's think a good overall, pick. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. And if you know anything about All-Star games, they're going to have a lot of fun the first few quarters. Right, right, oh, yeah. Right. And then they get serious. And then that fourth quarter. Yeah. That fourth quarter is on the horizon. Because it's about that bank. Yeah, yeah. it's about and, that and, bank and, in the fourth quarter. We're going to see the best players in the world <laughs> have it out. They're going to scrap, so to speak, And I do man. I do want to say this. I'm happy they, they was able to get it back to Charlotte to with Charlotte, all the, yeah. you know, the with drama that was going happen. on yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, it was good for them to take it back to Charlotte. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <clears throat> Okay, man. So you know that's our NBA talk for the week. You know, it's a little, a little lengthy, but you, I know y'all love it because we love it. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying NBA is great. It's picking up, and of course, after All Star break, man, um, it's time to get down. It's time right, to get yeah, down. Yeah. Twenty six games left in the season. Yeah. We really gonna be having some serious heated talks <laughs> right. uh, after All Star break, man. So that's NBA um, for this week. Shout out to Max. All right, all right. So uh, let's see what we got going on next. Next, I think it's time, ladies and gentlemen. I think it is time for my man Black um, to express himself. Oh, is that time? <laughs> Over. <laughs> let me set it up for my man Black. National Signing Day. It's a big deal. A lot of these kids from all around the country go on ESPN, ESPN Two, all that, whatever you Instagram, whatever you, whatever you want to look at, mm-hmm. and announce their national intent to go play college football and um my man black been going through it man and i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to black and um he's gonna really let us know what happened on national sign today and then he's gonna talk to one school in particular so black what you got man let us know let us know black first of all man uh i enjoy this man this this uh Recruiting and right, right, kids right. going to college, you know, I, I really enjoy watching them commit and see what these guys go at for the next three to four years, you know. Yeah. It's <clears throat> it's amazing to me, man, the way some of these classes stack up. So, uh, I just went over a couple of teams, man, and just to see these classes this year was insane, man, when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when we get into it, the top ten recruit, I mean, the top ten recruiting classes for this year was, of course, Alabama number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 27 commits. They had three five stars, 23 four stars. How many? 23 four stars, and they had one three star. And then you had Georgia at number two, 24 commits. They had five five stars. Five. Loaded up, baby. Loaded up. Georgia is like uh, <laughs> the coach. What's his name? I forget his name all the With time. Georgia? Georgia head coach, um, what's what's his name, man? I can't think of his name, but he's doing leaving Bama, going there. He's doing he's doing a hell of a job there. So and and they got 15 four stars, four three stars, and then you had Texas at number three. Yeah, Texas number three class, 24 commits overall, two five stars, 15 four stars, and seven three stars. And then at number four, and I hate to say it, but Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, the Aggies, 27 overall commits. They had two five-stars, 14 four-stars, and 11 three-stars. Wow. 
wild, man. Jimbo just yeah, Jimbo killing it. Jimbo killing it, man. But are you are you really surprised? Look what he did at Florida State over over his time. He's a great recruiter. And then uh, at at five we had LSU, twenty five commits, three five stars, uh, eleven four stars, and ten three stars. Got some highlighted players in this class that you know I was really keeping a close eye on. You had uh, Kevion Thibodeau, number one overall player, defensive end. He committed to Oregon, signed a letter of intent to play for Oregon. What did you choose between Alabama? Uh, it was between Alabama, Florida State, and Oregon. And he chose Oregon. He said he wanted to go that somewhere where he can make a name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he bag. can make a name for it. And it's Nike at the end of the day, so yeah, it yeah, might have been Nike. a little bigger. So yeah. yeah, so but he's from California, Oak Hill, Oak Christian High School in California, 6'5", 234, uh, kid That's out a bad of California. School like USC. Right. How he get out of USC, or you you know how he get out of there? I think US, USC is in a bad place right now. Like yeah. it's yeah. really bad. It's really bad for them. Then you got Evan Neal, offensive tackle, committed signed letter of intent to Alabama. 6'8", 365. He's the five stars. Big, he's, he's, he's a big kid. Yeah, offensive tackle. Uh, Brennington, Florida, IMG Academy. And then I highlighted a couple four stars that I was very impressed with, and I know Fred going to enjoy this. We had Kair Elam for the Florida Gators. Uh, the little the little cousin or nephew of Matt Elam, so I know that last name uh, is great. You know, at the University of Florida, but he's uh, from Benjamin School, from the Benjamin School in Florida, six one one eighty two. He's a four star, and then you got Akeem Dent from FSU, four star corner, five eleven, one eighty. He's from Palm Palm Central High in Florida. And then overall, you had you had one commit that didn't sign on National Signing Day, and his name is Nick Cross. He still has a verbal to Florida State, but he's still deciding. He still hasn't signed. Yeah, so we're still I mean, waiting on news. No, he's a uh, DB. Okay. Yeah, he's from Maryland, uh, Dematha High School in Maryland. Right. Yeah, so that takes me to my school, FSU. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Everyone sits here know that I'm a diehard Nose fan. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. But over the past couple of months, mm-hmm. and then leading up until recruiting, okay, I've been getting kind of pissed off really badly with the way things are going in Tallahassee, man. And I'm kind of concerned. It really, it really, it really bothers me because I've been following Florida State since I was able to know about football and about anything about recruiting and players and it's not looking good man wow, don't get me three uh, four four stars <laughs> yeah don't get look don't get me wrong i feel like we had we got one of the best defensive backs Somebody classes in in this class but how many dbs can you put on the field oh right. how many Number can you put five. on the field right i'm not i'm i'm very i'm very upset I'm very upset, man. You had a chance. Well, you didn't get any quarterbacks, period. Not one. And Florida State has always been known to get get near a guy at QB when recruiting time comes around. You, Willie Taggart, you've been there two years, and you have not signed one quarterback. That's unheard of. Not one. 
And then you got the kid, the one quarterback you had a shot at, Lance LeGron, committed to Maryland over Florida State? What has Maryland done in the last decade or two? Lose. And he commits to Maryland over Florida State. That shows me these kids don't believe in you and your in, in what you see, what vision you see for Florida State. Right. I'm sorry. It's no way I'm choosing Maryland over Florida State Florida if I'm State. a quarterback and right. I want to become a star. Right. But you know, you know what this really is about, man? And I'm a diehard Florida State fan too. I've been a Florida State fan my entire life, but I'm just gonna keep it all the way 100. Like, I'm off of them. Like, I don't have no belief in this system. I don't have no belief in Willie Taggart. We finna be sorry, dog. Like, we just finna be trash. Like, Florida State finna be trash. We're gonna be a mockery in the ACC. Willie Taggart, he came in last year, and shout out to my man Cole, man. Cartier Cole out there, man. Cartier Cole told me. He said, cuz, all I need to see was one game. Yeah. I just need to see one game. Yeah. And that let me know for a fact that we finna be trash. And I'm like, no, no, we gotta give him a shot. We gotta give him a shot. We gotta give him a shot. Black on the phone calling me every Saturday, bro. You gotta chill, bro. We gotta give him three years at least, bro. Come on, bro. no, all that. We suck. Yeah. And this national signing class, national signing day showed us how much we suck. Right. And we're gonna be trash until yeah. hopefully, hopefully midway through this season when we one and five, with one win. Yeah, just let him go. That we can come down and say, hey. We good. We're going to let whoever the defensive coordinator or quarterback coach is finish off the season. Right. And then we can go get a proper yeah. Coach, yeah, coach to come in and coach Florida State football. Right. But until then, yeah. but until then, we're going to be sorry. We're going to yeah. be sorry, dog. Yeah. We're going to be sorry. Yeah. Uh, man, I. It, I mean, you, this is. You agree, right? Just say it, Black. <laughs> Come on, man. We got to keep it funky with our people, with our audience, with our fans, it, our listeners. Listen to me. Listen to me, man. I, I just I just hate it. And then I want to get kudos, man, and everybody know it. I hate Florida, but, man, look at what Florida's mm-hmm. doing, man. I'll let you look know. At, look, 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 look at, look, I just wanted to see. I didn't get to finish my, I didn't get, I didn't get to finish, but I got the other classes, too, in the top 10 classes that, that uh, in recruiting, so we had Oklahoma at we had Oklahoma at six. Still right. They had uh, three they five stars, yeah. thirteen four stars, and and eight three stars. Mm-hmm. And then we got Oregon, the school Willie Tiger left at seven. <laughs> I gotta tell you something. Right? Got one five star, four. I mean eleven four stars. That's and 14 good. three stars. That gotta tell you right now. Yeah, that gotta tell you, tell you something. Yeah. The, the school that you left. Put up a top 10 recruiting class. That has to tell you. <laughs> right. That has to show you. I mean, what is what else do we need to see, people? We trash. Treated it. Right. Treated it. it. Right. Trash. <laughs> and then you got Michigan at eight, two five stars, 14 four stars, 10 three stars. And then you have the University yeah, of Florida year. at number nine. Yeah. Zero Boy. five stars, 17 four stars, That's and crazy. eight yeah. three stars. Yep. They put up a nice class in 
in Dan Mullen's first year. Yeah. His first full class. I'm going to tell you what His I first like full class. most about this class. Um, with all these, and a couple of these four stars, like Chris Steele, like was a five star. I don't understand why. Yeah, he yeah but at, a, in 24 7, they got him listed as a five star, but not an ESPN. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Well, let's and, get a kid to five star. Shout out to 24 7. Right. And then you have, like, I want to say, four O linemen in it. That's what I really like to see. Like, Protection. You know, like getting really getting that protection in here. If you got your running back, you got your tight end, uh, Keon Zipperer. You know what I'm saying? Your top spots was all, you know, pretty much defense. Chris Steele, corner. Mm-hmm. Kaya Elam, uh, defensive back. Um, Chris uh, Bogle, defensive end. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Tarana he's a beast. And he's a beast, too. Right. Right. He's a beast. Right. Hopper, linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Diabati, another linebacker. You Lowing know what up. I'm saying? Then uh, Henderson, talent, wide man. receiver. Um, you know our quarterback. You know, I say he showed us he showed us some potential, especially in that last game. We do got a four star uh, quarterback coming in, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking this is gonna be a real good year for the Gators, man. Uh, Dan Mullen, and like how y'all said, because you know I don't play. When McIlwain was in there, when um, what yeah, your Champ was in there, was all out. I need to see was a game or two. Yeah. Like the whole time, said, "Well, no, bro, just mm-hmm. give him a time, let him get his system in." Yeah, I'm like, either you can coach football or you can't. I seen that with Willie Taggart last year. I'm like, exactly. I don't know what people think gonna transpire with Ten a big t- like how how rare is that in college football Ten to where you see a coach look totally lost the first year and then the next year just all <laughs> not lost. Happen, he it, it he looked scared. Way. He looked scared happen, last year. Jimbo from day one, you seen him step in. It was like, okay, we working with some grease with this. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna like, happen, dog. You know, and then I just think, yeah, like I mean, y'all got him. I would have gave him a, a what y'all gave him a four five year contract. Four year deal. Four year I, deal. I, I would have tried yeah. to see if he would have went for a three year deal. I'm like, look, dude. Well, you know, you know, college football, they got that oil money. They got that loan money. They bring yeah. coaches in and fire them all the time. They pay them off and send them on their way. Yeah. 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 You know, so. Y'all hey, going to have to let them go, man. Yeah, like coaches, Michael Wayne should get play for Florida. Right. You know what I'm saying? But get them right. out of here. <laughs> look, right. I look. really, I really want to know what's going on. What is it? I know what it is. But he's not you, a leader of men. And then you tell me, uh, then you tell me, well, we, we're looking at transfer quarterbacks and transferring you're looking at this josh jackson from virginia tech <laughs> just to bring in and get on your roster right josh well, jackson from virginia tech are you kidding me what saw, has bro. he done we saw bro. oh he smashed florida state first game last year we made saw, him look bro. like he was uh should have been put in the draft in one game we suck bro <laughs> just this is, it's just it's, it's bad it it's bad I'm, I'm a florida state fan but let's just keep it real florida state fans we unanimous in this dog it's not promising bro i don't we play what uh boise state the first game of the year here in here jacksonville here in jacksonville. Yeah. jacksonville you know what i'm saying and i'm gonna I'm go to the game me and black gonna go to the game right. but i'm gonna tell you this right now <laughs> if we go to this game, game and we get bro. rolled by boise <laughs> state bro I'm telling anybody, dog. Like, do not hit my phone by Florida State all season. <laughs> I don't care if we win. I don't care if we lose, dog. Don't hit me, bro. Until I get the Bleacher Report or the ESPN tag on my phone saying Florida State has fired Willie Taggart. Yeah. Don't hit me. It's not promising. So I'm, I'm like Fred. I'm not gonna play make believe. Right. I'm not gonna try to psych myself. Say, man, yeah, you yeah. had the schedule, man. I really think that we get. Not be college coach. I really think. I really think we can probably yeah. go nine and three and make a bowl. No, we not, bro. Yeah. We didn't make a bowl game this year. We're not gonna make one next year. And the talent that's out there in the country, them young boys, they paying attention. Yeah. Go right. down to Gangsville. 
Go down to Gainesville and see what the head coach in Florida doing down there, doing yeah, right now. Boy, them boys man. loving it. They loving yeah. it. They want to play for Dan Mullen. Dan yeah. Mullen and his brother incitement back to Florida yeah. that they were missing. Black on the side. I follow. Lines. I've been waiting on this. I man. follow this little youth college football page on Twitter, and the Florida Gators website. I saw something that they doing now. They letting these young boys put on all this Jordan gear. Get in yep. front of the camera and just take pictures. Yep, and they parents swagged too. out. Yep. They and they doing their thing. They having a good time. So you know what that's going to transition to? The field. Mm-hmm. Dan yep. Mullen, arm around these kids, preaching life into them, being the head coach to them, yep. being the mentor to them, like really investing. Willie Taggart is a bunch of hot air. He trash. <laughs> Trying to come at the last minute and, and I'm still a kid here, still a kid there. Hey, man, this I'm done talking about Willie bad, Taggart. Man. It's bad. If you are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I don't want to spend no more time on Florida State. I think we've given them enough, enough time here. So, that was your national uh, signing day talk by my man's black. Hopefully, you know, he'll be all right. You know, but I don't think so. He's going to be sick for a minute. But I ain't going to be sick. I'm going to be healthy because I ain't stunning, boy. All right, so we're going to touch on a little bit of NFL, a couple news and notes that happened. All right, uh, Kyler Murray has foregone baseball, completely has committed 100%. 100% to football. He is said to be a first-round pick. Colin Cohort said something interesting today. The three teams in the top ten who he believes need to take a long look at Kyler Murray. Jacksonville Jaguars. Tampa Bay Mm-mm. Buccaneers and the New York Ruin. Giants and the New York he, Giants. He got to go to the right road. situation, man. He got to go to the right situation. But I wouldn't. I would love to see him go to New England with that I last want, pick. I don't want to see him in New England. I think I would like to see him in New England, man. The style of play that the quarterback has turned into in the NFL, what like Lamar Jackson yes, right. and these guys. Look at the coach uh, Harbaugh in, in Baltimore. Right. Harbaugh said, "Yeah, I roll with Joe Flacco." He got me a ring. Most normal head coach would be like, I'm going to ride with my guy. Right. No. Nope. John Harbaugh said, I see it. <laughs> yeah. The league is changing, a la Baker right. Mayfield. Mm-hmm. The league yep. is changing. Lamar Jackson. Games, the man. league is changing. And you don't think Bill Belichick knows that? I don't think he can't get rid of Tom. Tom said he right. playing the 45. Yeah, well, you and why not bring a kid in that you can mentor on the Tom and get him? Talent. Yeah, he did with Garoppolo. His talent. He gonna have to trade him. Yeah, Tom. Ain't His talent. The soon, NFL. Man. The quarterbacks are not given the luxury anymore to come in and sit. Yep. We see this talent in the college. Mm-hmm. These boys have to play right away. But where yep. could he go at in? It works for him. Arizona, Arizona the Giants. Right. Yeah. I think any the, team that yeah, the Ooh, Giants. I mean, the way when you say the Jets, only reason I say maybe the Jets because they did just get um the Sam guy Dunn. from Miami, Gase. Yeah, oh, Gase. Oh, okay. and he'll have to come in and just create a whole new system. He's yeah. a trash you know coach, and they gonna be fired by week eight. Yeah, <laughs> he's a trash <laughs> coach, man. So you know, we'll see. You know, and um, you know, one last bit of news in the NFL: <laughs> Kareem Hunt to the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Man, so, that's I a mean, good pickup, man. You fucking idiots. That, that's, <laughs> but I see, I did see on NFL Network this, today. They did say that he could be facing like a ten to twelve game suspension. Nah, he get six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They said they said that he could be looking at ten to twelve game he'll suspension. Get six. Because at the end of the day, that's the domestic violence, and you know that the league don't play with that. So, yeah, man, they don't. Like I said, if he appeals, if he appeals it, then it maybe get cut down or whatever. This league has no morality, and they show you that Tyrell is cap. They Bob, they got rid of Bob Costas because he wanted to bring up 
the right. concussion issues. Like this right. league has shown you time after time again, they don't have any moral ground. So mm-hmm. when one of these players do something like this, why are you cutting them? Mm-hmm. The league has shown you a long time ago, like mm-hmm. this. Okay, let's let a couple weeks pass by. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Yeah, and the Chiefs, you could have had this boy in the playoff. Man, I probably would have propelled y'all to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now the Browns, this man gonna go put up sixteen hundred yards and make sure Baker Mayfield. <laughs> With Baker, and everybody's gonna forget what happened. And this that's is the NFL. That's if he on the field, man. Ain't gonna be. You got to be on the field to put up sixteen hundred yards. Man. I think long as they can get, oh, he gonna be there. He's not going on well. He gonna get suspended, yeah. man. If he. If he's long, term, long, 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 yeah, of course, long term, of course, yeah, 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 six to eight games, yeah, yeah, so yeah. And then they so say, what? and then this probably just a one year because he's a uh, restricted free agent next year. Yeah, so yeah, he's going to sign. Yeah, yeah. he's going to want to play with Baker. Right, that's the team that's going to give him a shot. And I, I just think they're going. It's easier to keep players in the NFL than maybe the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Really, it's your. And then he don't have that many shots. It ain't like a bunch of teams just going to be running after because it's passed. So if he have a good year with the Browns. Of course he's going to resign. And know, I like man. the fact that they got Baker another weapon, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like the fact that because he can catch it out the backfield as well, too. So yeah. I, I mean, think I'm that's ex- going to be a good look for yeah. Cleveland, man. I'm excited for some of these younger um, these younger teams. Sometimes you get so hyped, you know, um, disappointed by the Jags. And it's like this year I finally get like, I, I ain't going to lie, I kind of want Blake Boys to come back. Like, I want, I just no, want them friend. to have whatever no. team they want to have. You know what I'm saying? Like you just gotta get rid of that regime, right? Because the regime's still there. Yeah. You know you gonna Everybody they they, they tell me they gonna try to trade for Nick Foles. Yeah, they saying they all in they on Nick Foles, in, man. man. I mean it's 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 retarded. You one you might I don't think they're going to get Nick Foles, and even if they do get Nick Foles, look what you're bringing him into. You know what I'm saying? Like look at the environment. Look at what you're trying to bring him into. This offensive coordinator, like I don't know, man. Just like do whatever you gonna do. But I'm excited about you know. Your Patrick Mahomes and your uh, Baker Mayfields and like yeah. even whoever get Kyler Murray. That's why we said the Jags Kyler Murray no serve. I don't want it's a potential man. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. Take a potential. I don't. I don't like it, man. I don't want his career to be ruined by the Jags. I, and I'm not well, sure about our offensive Jags. coordinator, man. Well, I, I don't seeing, know. I was I was seeing on Twitter that um, the offensive coordinator speaking to him for the Jaguars like. He's supposed to have this young, innovative mind. Like he's supposed to have this mind. Yeah, well, he's been there for the last three, two, three years. He has. The, oh, but no, has he called it? Really they, who did they, they hire? Got, they got Nick Foles, old coordinator, who's in Philly. Yeah, who okay, who okay, he won the Super Bowl did. right? Yeah, DeFlippo. Yeah, so, Dan DeFlippo so is that his see. name? Yeah, yeah. So you know we'll see, man. But I don't know, man. You know NFL. You know we'll be talking about that more yeah. up and coming. But um, that's some little news and notes. All right. So, 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 it's time. To reminisce. It's time to go down. It's time to go down memory lane, man. So we finna get into something that's gonna be regular here. You know, we're gonna talk some wrestling, man. Some things that stuck with us. Some things that are just never gonna leave us, man. So we're gonna have a debate. Alright, we're going to talk about the new world order. We're gonna talk the NW. Oh, I mean, I'm just getting that feeling right now listening to this theme song, man. And I was sitting last night preparing for the show, trying to say, man, what can we talk about? It's just so, 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 so much. And then I ran across a clip of Kevin Nash powerbombing uh, Eric Bischoff through the announce table on Monday Nitro. And I said, okay, this is it. We're going to talk a little New World Order, man. So... 
Let's kick it off, man. I'm going to set it up, man. And, you know, we're going to go around the table and we're going to get everybody's take and uh, have some fun with this, man. So, of course, man, back in 1995, 95, I believe, 96, 96, um, Eric Bischoff was looking for a way, man, to make a splash, to overtake WWE, to overtake Vince McMahon. What can he do to get away from this stale, pretty boy wrestling in WCW? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so <laughs> he decided that he wanted to base everything reality TV based in wrestling. Go to like he was watching the real world and road rules and all these reality TV shows and MTV. He was like, man, wrestling could benefit that. Let's make this more real where the fans can be like, dog, is this real or is this right. is this mm -hmm. scripted? You know what I'm saying? So he started going around. He started going around trying to formulate a plan. Scott Hall contract, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, the WWE, his contract was up, followed by uh, Diesel, a.k.a. Kevin Nash. Their contracts was up in WWE, and they were the hottest free agents on the market. And Razor, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash made it be known, we want more money and less time off. We want more time <laughs> off, more time off, but we want more money. Mm -hmm. We want it, and, and Eric Bischoff said, oh, we can make that happen over here. Right. So they acquired him. They gained Kevin Nash. And they gained Scott Hall. But Eric Bishop said they're not enough. Right. They're not enough to sell this, this new thing that we're going to do. Who can we get to form this group? Who can we go to and say, who's going to make a splash? And he went to Hulk Hogan. Red right. and yellow. Right. Eat your vitamins and say <laughs> your <laughs> prayers. Right. Everyone's cheating. turned on. Huh? Who's Hogan turned on? Macho Man? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. No, set it up, set it up. <laughs> so they got him in, and Hogan said no initially. Hogan right. said no, I can't do it. Yeah, because I can't. the way his persona was, he was making so many. He was 20 years. Yeah. Right. Almost, yeah. Almost 20 years. No, no, 10 years. It was 10 years he had built this red and yellow, eat your mm. vitamins, say your prayers dynamic. He was global, TV, everything was based off red and yellow. He hey, Bishop went to him, and Hogan said no. I can't do it, brother, until you walk in these red and yellow boots. <laughs> I can't do it. So he said, okay, cool. You know, we're going to move on. So they tried to get Sting, and Sting was down. Sting said, I'll be the third man. I'll turn on WCW, formerly the NWO. We'll make the script. Mm -hmm. And Hogan being the businessman that he is and realizing that, man, they got Scott Hall and Kevin Nash right. to come from WWF. Mm -hmm. This is going to make a splash. A lot of money is going to be here. I can't miss out on that train. So literally, literally 48 hours before Bash at the Beach, the 11th hour, <laughs> everything was set. Sting was going to be the third guy. Hogan called Bishop to his hotel room and said, hey, that money train ain't leaving without me. I'm in. And Bishop was like, really? You're going to do it? He said, I'm in. So let's go to Bash at the Beach, all right? So you have Scott Hall. You have Kevin Nash. Um, they were in competition with Lex Luger, Sting, and the Macho Man Randy Savage. This third guy, who's the third man? Who's the third man? Who's the third man? Who's gonna come out? And 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 yeah, they were teasing it like that. They was teasing mm -hmm. like there's a, we got a third man. He's gonna be our third partner, so on and so on and so on. And um, the match went ahead and started. The match went and started it was three on two. Luger, Sting, and Savage was having an upper hand on Hall and Nash mostly throughout the match. And then Hogan appears. 
because <laughs> Nash, I think Nash got a chair or something. They just started getting out of control. And right. Hogan, he's coming down. Hogan, Tony Schiavone, he's losing his mind. Bobby the Brain, he's we gotta have them pills, man. Like they losing their mind. Sound bites, Hogan, man. Hogan's yeah. on his way to the ring. Hogan, they screaming out of control and everything like that. And um, Hogan gets in the ring. Yes, sir. Get to the turnbuckle. <laughs> Savage is laying on the mat. Hogan looks. <laughs> on Macho Man. And, and, and Eric Bischoff said this on his podcast. He said, right then and there, right then and there, I saw the entire landscape of wrestling change. Here go, uh, here go the interest. I'm going okay. to play a sound okay. of Hogan coming down the Okay, uh, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Oh, What's up, Burger? What's up, boy? You're damn right here. Go get it, Watch, are you talking about? Who's saying it's here? Yes, sir. Get out of here. Go get him, baby. Do you hear Bobby Heenan, bro? <laughs> Bobby Heenan about to have a heart, heart attack. A heart attack, man. Oh, my God. You kiss the body. Probably the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. That man did right there. Man, that, oh, Look, man. <laughs> and that was the beginning. But you want to know, I seen, I seen the video of that on YouTube, man, and you... I don't know if y'all ever paid attention to the kids in the crowd. Everybody was stunned. Like, stunned. 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 Shocked. The whole Little kids was in the crowd crying. Like, how could Hogan do that? It was crazy, man. And and, and to think, you know, Eric Bischoff was able to get Hogan to pull that off. Right. And make that happen. It's To me, to me, the NWO storyline is the greatest storyline in wrestling history. Right. There's not another storyline that can rival that. Because right. if you, you got to remember, man, see, a, a lot of kids today might not know the impact of Hulk Hogan. Right. As a kid. Like, he had the whole world in his hands, dog. Right. And for him to turn on WCW, man, and go NWO was just wild. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and then from there, birth the New World Order. Right. The young NWO, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Hulk Hogan formed that night at Bash at the Beach. And in my opinion, man, and before I go around... I'm just gonna say that Hulk Hogan is the greatest heel, is the greatest heel in wrestling history. I don't think there's another heel that was greater than Hollywood, Hulk Hogan. Mm. That's just my opinion. Mm. That's just my opinion. So what y'all got, man, on that NWO, man? <laughs> first on the heel thing, uh-huh. just right quick. Yeah. I'm the reason why I'm gonna say the reason why. Hogan turning heel was way more significant than the Rock turning heel. Like I agree with that. Like, uh-huh. I agree with Hogan turning heel and Rock turning. That was two whole different yeah. things. Yeah. But I mean, when Rock turned heel, it's like yeah, man, that, he never who? came out of that mold, and people just adjusted to it. And he he never became he never unbecame the heel. Mm-hmm. It was like he was there, and people just like you know what? Don't we fuck with this? You know what I'm saying? Eventually, like it made. His career, and I think with Hogan, he just 
he he prolonged his career another decade by another making another decade. Another decade. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I'm gonna go with The Rock because The Rock literally saved his career. Period. Like Hogan was good. Hogan could have never wrestled a day after that. Okay, he'd been a legend. Okay, but The Rock. It, it, we would have no. Rock. It took Think the Rock. It. We would have no Rock yeah. if okay. he never turned. It heel. took the Rock to new heights when he turned here. I mean, it, it's got yeah. so that's the reason. But I definitely get what you're saying. I, I doubt that's crazy. Yeah, I feel like Hogan needed that for sure. Right, right. Like like y'all said, it made him have another. Decade, you know, decade, another decade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like before, like when he was in WCW, he was getting booed. He was like getting booed. Yeah. yeah, and I think he was yeah. getting bored yeah. with like, like, I, I think he, he was even, getting bored. Even with his last years with with WWF, he was getting booed. Yeah, about, people were just tired the, of seeing it. But they, mm-hmm. Yeah, they they tired of seeing the red and yellow say your prayers and the same thing. Them. That right. I mean that that was the same thing with you know. I can compare it to like John Cena, but John Cena so stubborn. Yeah, you know, he won't he, turn. You know, he ain't. He like never man, turn. The man, kids man. and all that. Man. <laughs> it was like, man, I I, I got merch to sell. Right. You know, and, and Hogan was looking at it the same way, but he, he was. was like, hey, you know, maybe this this could be this be you know another thing. You know, I could still right. get some money off this. You know? And look at the dynamic though when Hogan did turn. What it did to not only WCW, but what it did to WWE. Because right. even Vince McMahon said, Vince McMahon said, when I saw that he actually did it, it right. that that lit, that little fire on him because WWF at the time they was doing a uh, gimmick, yeah, wrestlers. gimmick wrestlers All like mm-hmm. firemen, clowns, <laughs> avalanche, <laughs> hillbillies, yeah, the, the yeah. smoking guns were your tag team champions, like like you. But they had nasty boys too. No, that one, that was WCW. Like you insulting people's intelligence. So it's like when they started doing this reality based wrestling. It was just WWF just started getting on board. Yeah. They they had to, and, and, and <laughs> Hogan changed the dynamic. And I and I feel what you're saying, Fred, as far as the Rock's career, because you're right. If Rock didn't turn heel, which he didn't want to either, right. he didn't want to turn heel. Right. But it made him the superstar that he is today. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And just imagine if he would have remained that good guy, because Rock was being booed too. Right. Rock exactly. and I, yeah, he was being booed Ooh, too. Right. You know, right. no matter how hard Jr. and the King tried to pull them over yeah, on the announce table, yeah, blue chipper I got the University of yeah. Miami, like dog, like we don't, we don't yeah. care about that. Yeah. We don't care about that, yeah. bro. I gotta so, say, I gotta say, the Hogan turning heel was you gotta put that on top. But my thing with the the whole turning heels and how many we didn't see it happened in our generation of wrestling yeah, when we yeah. were kids. You yeah. really don't see it that much no more, man. Uh, uh, you know the wrestlers turning heel. It's not like it was when we were kids. Yeah, you want to know how what kind of an impact it had. You want to know why though? Yeah. Because that whole thing with Hogan turning heel, like PJ was saying, our intelligence as wrestling fans, we're on high alert now. Right. So mm-hmm. now wrestling fans have the right to say, "Oh, I'm rocking with the bad guy." Right. Like yeah, I'm, I'm cheering the bad guy. Like I mean, I'm booing John Cena. I'm gonna boo John <laughs> yeah. Cena, right. and yeah. I'm gonna cheer. Ray Wyatt or whoever his the, I, his yeah, person is. I really like, think the, this, this who I like. That's yeah. that's just like when um when Becky Lynch was here, mm-hmm. and everybody was rocking with her. Yeah, you know um who, who else um CM Punk. Yeah, well <coughs> yeah see CM Punk he, he turned heel. heel he, he was turned heel. heel he turned he heel. heel when he was WWE champ yeah. when he was like at his, his peak. height. 
Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And and they, he had one of the best two with yeah. yeah. So our, you know intelli- our intelligence, you know what I'm saying, it's just different from what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, PJ made a great point with saying that. But transitioning back to the new world order, the havoc that these people cause, because at this time, you got to think, like, I'm a young boy. All of us young boys. So we run into our TVs every Monday night. Every like Monday night because we night. have TNT. to see what is going on this week with the right. new world order, the NWO. What are they going to do this week? Right. And the storyline was so perfect, dog. Right. And it transitioned to, you know, the Steam thing. You know, Eric Bischoff yeah. was just on a roll with this, bro. Right. You go in the WCW infantry. You take out Luger. You take out Macho Man. Right. You take out the, the Giant. You take out everybody who was hot. Mm-hmm. All of their titles, we taking everything. Right. We a mob, we a gang. You know what I'm saying? We taking, we showing up in all black limousines every week. You know, we 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 taking everything, mm-hmm. right. and we gonna let everybody know each week that y'all turn in, tune in to TV. You gonna see havoc. Right. When Kevin Nash picked up Rey Mysterio Jr., <laughs> put him over his shoulder and threw him into that trail like he was a dart. <laughs> <laughs> And Lex Luger and Sting jump on top of the limousine while Hogan them trying to get away. They hanging <laughs> off the car. Like, no. As a kid, yeah, you can't crazy. tell me, like, oh, this is happening. This is real. <laughs> mm-hmm. These right. boys got real life beef. Mm-hmm. Like, this is happening. They so, you just, so well, You just man. knew it was real. You knew it was real. And then, here's the thing. They made it WCW slash NWO. So, NWO was like its own entity. Yep. Marketing. That was clever. Marketing. That was so clever. Trademarks, marketing, shirts, merchandise. They right. even had their own pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah. They Hogan had the gall NWO to sold out. NWO yeah. on the world title. Yeah. The only this uh Eric Bischoff said that Ric Flair was so Ric Flair and Dusty Rose was so disgusted <laughs> that Eric Bischoff allowed that to happen that they literally didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be a part because they feel like he just defaced you know all the hard work that they did they did rick flair dusty <laughs> rose those guys mm-hmm. terry funk and mm-hmm. all the boy r anderson yeah they they did right. they did put in a lot of work man to get wcw somewhat credible because wwf was just running wild for so long but eric bishaw had the yeah, mindset to say bro yeah. do you think that a 16 15 13 year old kid is at home saying Man, why did they deface that belt? No. No. It was a shocking moment the night Hogan won the title and spray-painted NWO and put a yellow streak, which means coward, (laughs) a yellow streak down your back, which means coward down every opponent who he fought. I mean, it was just glorious to see. And you know, know, it's it's funny. Like, the member... The uh, original three members of the NWO, right. and then the members that came after, after that, yep. they were all old WWF guys. So yeah, it yeah. looked like a real takeover. Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. They, the first like man, you, had, you, had te- you had you had Ted DBIC, you had Kurt Hennig, yep. you had uh, uh Macho Man, turn, Macho Man, yeah, Macho Man. Uh, you had a Steam t- Steam. Now it was like a fake Steam. State fake Steam. Okay, okay. And and and. You're right, Eric Bischoff was so smart at recognizing that because he said that as well. He said, I wanted to take a lot of WWF guys and hopefully the fans will look at it and say, okay, I see what's going on here. These are former WWF guys clicking together, going after these guys. 
but they had a hell of a run in NWO. Because they got bigger, they added Paul White, the, you know, the Big Show was a part of it. And at that time, when Big Show first got to WCW, he was rivaling like a speed of a, a sight like Andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah, you man. had never seen yeah. a large man who was moving like he was moving. Mm. Like this dude was just literally flying in the ring at seven feet, 300 pounds. That's ridiculous, bro. And I think Hogan being the leader and the staple and having Eric Bischoff as his like crony or his like go-to guy who had all the power because Bischoff was the president. Bischoff was running the show, though. So it was like, what are you going to do? You know, and they had a hell of a run. I just think overall, that NWO storyline is the greatest ever. I think Hogan is the greatest heel ever. Mm -hmm. And the transition into, after they had their dominant run, even when WWE started getting together, they started getting together, Stone Cold came, The Rock came, you know, you had the, the Degeneration Next and everything started to form. They started getting their Attitude Era going, but even still, Eric Bischoff said, okay, WWE is moving. They moving, what can we do? We gotta get Steam back into the fold. So not only did you have this NWO storyline, you had this mythical figure that used to be this California Beach Boy, paint, colorful paint, colorful tights, mm -hmm. turn into this dark, Figure who Cold. didn't say a word. Mm -hmm. The first whole year he didn't say nothing. When he came from the Raptors in Chicago, I never forget this as long as I live. They was in the United Center. The first time Steam came from the Raptors, he he brushed that uh, NBA championship banner from the Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah. I never forget it, dog. <laughs> I want to get on the shirt so bad because what it just represented to me. Like, this nigga just touched the Chicago Bulls Raptor coming from the ceiling. And he drops down. He drops down. And the fear. Hogan did a great job of, like, you know, like, they just yeah. sound like, oh, my God. I know Stone Cold is over here wreaking havoc. Him and Bret Hart going at it. Mm -hmm. But I'm over here. Like, what's going on with this? So they were yeah. able to capitalize and keep that going with Steam for another yeah. year. 365, yep. dog. That's crazy. That's no, no talking, no re no wrestling. No wrestling. No interviews. <laughs> no no nothing. nothing. You can't do that today. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, they're man. like, dog, now if they do that now, they're going to be like, okay, dog, what you doing? Right. <laughs> yeah. well, you don't got nothing to say. Uh, what, what, what's your purpose? Yeah. 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 And then, you know, calling late and everything started, you know, when Steam finally made his return, Star K, 1997. You know, he got in there, and they were still able to run, man. And that was all because of the NWO. And I think the demise of the NWO after probably a two-and-a-half-year run, you mm. know, they just <laughs> – you just had 60 members of the NWO. And yes. then you had the Wolfpack I hate branch. When, I hate when it ended, And too, then you had man. the LWO, the yeah. Latino World Order. It really – was wild. When it really kind of ended with what when Goldberg had his run, that's when it kind of was going to the tail end of the NWO. Um, when Goldberg well, beat uh, Hogan and yeah, yeah, that's when it really <clears throat> started yeah. because that's when you saw Macho Man and all these people start having beef with inside the NWO, mm -hmm. and then Macho Man won the title. He beat Sting, and I'm like it just kind of kind of got away. And then of course the finger poke, the finger poke of death. When Kevin Nash beat Bill Goldberg and broke the streak, he was world champion. And the mm -hmm. very next night on Raw, Hogan demanded a title shot versus Nash. And Hogan just touched Nash. The Nash fell down and one, two, three, Hogan was champion again. Yeah. So that was pretty much the beginning or the finals. Like, all right, we all this. Right. Stone Cold is wreaking havoc right. on mm -hmm. USA. The Rock is raising his eyebrow. DX is telling people to suck it. Right. Like, we over here now. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I just think overall, man, looking back, and I encourage all of our listeners, man, if, if you're young and you're not really familiar of the Dominance NWO, if you don't have the WWE Network, go to YouTube and just put in NWO clips and just watch what we was able to witness as kids, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm 34 years old now, and it's still with me. Yeah. Like to this day, you know, I see a clip and I get excited. I get excited all yeah, over again. Wow. Even my pops, my pops is in his, he'll be 57 years old this year and he still get the jitters. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Talking NWO, man. So it was great. Was, yeah, for NWO, it would be no DX, man. Yeah, no, you're right. Nah, you're right. D- I, I, even though I, I find DX more entertaining than, D- than NWO. Like NWO just laid that, that it laid the foundation yeah. for yeah yeah I think oh. Eric Bischoff will always be around because of that like he is the architect of that whole ordeal and Hogan is really going to live forever because now he can come back to WWE as either Hollywood Hogan or he can come back as regular Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. pick and choose he can pick and choose and the fans are going to react the same way so now there's a more even better appreciation of red and yellow hogan because he did go down the dark side so to speak become a villain you know what i'm saying and have that incredible run in wcw man go back yellow tights until what he fought oh not what he was the nwo with raw he was nwo with raw he was nwo black and white when wcw was um when wcw was on on his way out he went back he went back for yeah. a little bit, and yeah. then um, when he came back to WWE, then he was he came back as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He was still in WWE, but then it was like, but then WWE. This is the thing with WWE: if it's not their creation, they don't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. So they they ruin they, they, ru- they ruined that right. that um that WWE run because after it's like okay after WrestleMania eighteen yep after WrestleMania eighteen. Yep. It was just whole, it was just um hauling ash. Yep. And then they brought in X Pac, they brought in Booker T. Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels. I was like, okay. They ruined it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, what is Shawn Michaels doing here? <laughs> yeah, but before before the run that they did have when they did come to WWE for WrestleMania, they brought all three of those guys back and they all Scott Hall was beefing with Stone Cold. Yeah. The Rock was beefing with uh Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and Nash was just, you know, around for both of those runs. Mm-hmm. And then what culminated after Rock beat Hogan, Nash and Hall turned on Hogan, and then that gave Hogan the leeway to get out and go back to red and yellow. Mm-hmm. But they still left Hall and Nash in NWO, and like PJ said, it just turned into a wash yeah, after yeah. that. But overall, it, it was it was great. It was great. Man, so, that, man, we, man, that was so the best yeah. time, man, as a kid watching wrestling. Like, great. You don't get no better than that. Yeah, you know what so, I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man, so that was our, you know, our re- our visit down memory lane. We're going to be doing this more often. We're going to be talking about big-time storylines, big-time figures over uh, in wrestling, over our time, you know, being alive. You know, it was just so much good stuff. And now these days, all these older, not older wrestlers, but former wrestlers who were superstars, they still live and they got podcasts. Right. They're doing tours. Mm-hmm. Their old merch is coming back out. Right. So this is the appropriate time. To get out here and tell our wrestling stories, and it'll be okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. right, right. <laughs> it'll be okay. We won't get looked at as some clowns, you right. know, reminiscing. You know. Some, and it's like I say, it's funny because it's like I said, a bunch of people that came to me and like, you know, was uh, just telling me about, you know, how they enjoyed listening about the wrestling talk. And yeah. I just think every if you grew up in that time, yeah. like, 
you everybody that was the wave you know yep. what i'm saying like you know young boys you know going to teenage like just yep. that time like that's everybody was on it and it's a lot you know, of us dx it was the culture yeah. you know what i'm saying Resident, culture, man. like what's the culture and like of yep. course it's easy or oh, i ain't any older but it's like come on my nigga like yeah. everybody you know. everybody you knew know, Stone Cold Rock, Rock was. I don't care DX, what you NWO, Hulk, yeah. Everybody yeah. knew, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was For a sure. great time. You know For sure. So, yeah, man. So, we'll be, like I said, we'll be doing this more often. So, the next time we get up, you know, we'll be having another uh, topic to talk about. All right. All right, guys. So, our last topic for the day, you know, we're going to get ready to wrap it up here. We're going to visit UFC mm-hmm. 234 that took place this past Saturday. We're going to touch on a topic in particular, but I do want to touch on the unfortunate um, match that didn't take place. Middleweight champion Kevin Gat, uh, Robert Whitaker uh, fell ill, had a serious hernia, had to go into emergency surgery the day of the fight. He was set to defend against number one contender Kevin Gaslam. That fight did not happen. All right. Um, it is no word when Whitaker were able to return to defend the 185-pound title. Uh, against Gaslam, we'll be paying attention to it closely. Hopefully, that fight does happen. Um, but as a result of that fight not happening, it's kind of like all the stars align. Not to say, you know, not to say, hey, you know, something happened to Whitaker, but the stars align for Anderson Silva making his return after a two year layoff to come in there and fight as many people are calling this guy Anderson Silva Jr., <coughs> style bender, uh, Israel. Can't even pronounce his last name. Adiasanda <laughs> is his last name. That match was propelled to the main event of 234. So you're sitting here with some pretty knowledgeable MMA fans. So we're going to go around the table. And uh, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on the fight. And what do you see after the fight with these two gentlemen getting there? Putting on a fantastic fight, by the way. So where you at, Black? What you think yeah, yeah. about it? <clears throat> they, put on the, they put on a good show, man. It was... I, it, it was good to see uh, see them on their feet the whole time. Uh, I yep. enjoyed that. Um, yep. Uh, the new kid, man, he's a, he's amazing. Style uh, Binder. Uh, also, Anderson, you know, he still he still has it. You know, he still got the you know the tricks of the trade from the old got guy. The moves. You know, he still got the moves. So yeah. I really enjoyed the fight. Uh, they gave you know Style Bender the the nod. You know, which which he deserved. Yeah, he did. But I feel like if it was a young Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. I, I think Addison would have got him, but you oh, know, yeah. it was a really good fight. You know, I think it made up for the uh, main event getting canceled. They right. did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. They definitely did. Okay. Well, yeah, Fred. I know you've been waiting to speak on this. Yeah. The, um, I, I don't know. It was a lot of times we talk about fights, and I love. I've grown to love Floyd and his style. You know what I'm saying? But my big thing against um, him was always he wasn't putting on enough of a show for me. It always felt like he was like, I'm going to do what it takes to win. Mm-hmm. Like the Patriots. Like, I'm just going to do what it takes to win. I'm going to inch by inch mm-hmm. beat you, and then I'm going to consistently win. Right. And it's rare we have somebody who's going to consistently win and put on the show and dominate. It's just rare you have all those things in one, like yep. in one, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And, um, you get Anderson Silva, you know what I'm saying, at the end of uh, his rope. Yep. You know, I, I, him taking a loss, I mean, it's, he, to me, and I think to a bunch of other people, he's already solidified himself. If not, if not top three at worst in everybody's uh, yeah, yeah, list. Yeah. To me, of course, number one, the GOAT. You know, it's the best fight I ever seen okay. fight. You know, the best style I ever seen. It was just, mm-hmm. he, you know, we were spoiled. You know, we were spoiled to have that. Didn't know it. 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 Didn't know it.
you know, because I was a fan of Josh Kosh. I was a fan of all these other guys, but yeah. they had these runs that was a year too long, uh, two to three years. I mean, it felt like 20 Forever. years, man. Silver. Every time he got in there. Right. And then just to get this young guy in here who's like, nigga, I'm not, a, a takedown? What the fuck is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a takedown. Like, nah, we finished. This is going to look like a game of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And it was. And it did. I mean, That's it was, exactly what it, it looked like. It was a blessing, man. Yes. Like, it, it really got me, you know, back to the Wild Wings days, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, this give me that feeling, yeah. man. Like, and I enjoyed it. And you seen the respect. You know, and, and like how we was talking earlier, mm-hmm. you say uh, style bender, you could just tell, like, he was a little starstruck yeah. in there. Even yeah. though he was landing the shots, this, that, and the third, like, you could tell he was like, I'm really in here fighting, fighting Spider. Yeah, you know? that's the guy and, he looks up to his whole career. He even right. said that's who he. And you could tell. Like, yeah, you could tell by his style. You could tell by his showmanship. Yep. Like, you could just tell. And um, it, it was great. Like, I will. I, and like, I, it would be. It would be cheating to have Anderson in his prime and Stalvin in his prime and just somehow have them coexist in the same world. For some reason, the God fighting gods never bless us with like two of them, two of them at one yeah. time. But this was close enough for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like an older Anderson Silva, but still beat a nigga ass yep. on sight. Yep. And then you got this uprising kid. It's like he just passing the crown to him and they That's put on a great him. fight. And I think it was a win-win for both of them. Yeah. You know, Anderson showing, like, look, this young nigga coming. Like, he's 16, 17 and 0 right now. Like, mm-hmm. he coming. Mm-hmm. But best believe I can still get in his reign. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. do my thing. And so. I don't think Anderson done, man. I think Anderson going to get neither. back in there. And... He said he got one yeah. more fight in him. Yeah. He got <laughs> one more fight. He's going to go do it in Curitiba, where he's from, uh, later this year. Um, and Dana White will feed him somebody who can – he gonna beat their brains in. <laughs> Anderson get his curtain call. But um, right. um, my thoughts. I, th- I I thought it was a fantastic fight going in. I said, man, this kid style been a man. It's it's eerie how he does reminisce Anderson in a lot of ways. His last fight, man, he put on a spectacular show against Brunson, man. Yes, I mean, he, he played around with him, and then when he got ready, he just put him out of his misery. <laughs> right. And that's what Anderson did. Anderson and did. he told him that, too. <laughs> yeah. I remember at the press conference, he was like, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you everything I'm going to do to yeah, you. Yeah, you can't <laughs> do nothing about it. You can't do nothing about it. And, and, I, and I think Anderson Civil, to speak on his legacy, to speak on the fact of how much of a legend he is, and the incredible run, incredible run that we saw we saw was just is only being rivaled right now by John Jones, and that right. goes that goes to say, oh, and, and George St. Pierre as well. George had a an incredible run where he just basically didn't lose like Anderson. But the separation between Anderson and George, and I'll say this because I'm a GSP guy, George was more. I'm just gonna beat you up. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take, take your you will, right. mm-hmm. and you're gonna quit. Right. You know, and it will it does it get born to a non. You know, MMA fan, I can see why, why I would. But to a casual MMA fan who goes to see an Anderson Silva fight and you know for a fact that his left foot is going to go across somebody's chin <laughs> yeah, and right. they're going Man, to sleep. I can remember. <laughs> I can remember how nervous we was mm-hmm. when he fought Chell Sonnen the second time. Oh, 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 I can remember. I remember how. I think we all was together that yeah, night, too. Was there. Was there. I mean, boy, we was. I was walking around. We was pacing like, oh, man, what's going to happen? Because Chell Sonnen hadn't put that work on Anderson for real in the first fight. He beat him. So that second fight, when he kicked Chell, I was like, oh, hit him with that knee. He hit him with that knee. And Chell Chell just was like, all right. (laughs) All right. All right, dog. Just go ahead and get me out of here, dog. And you're right. We've only seen Anderson. 
That's the only time really, I ever seen like, it. Last 20 seconds. Like, I don't Bro, know. Not it was the last 59 seconds and that Anderson called it. Chell just made the mistake, man. Made that mistake. Going down there and, right yeah. and, forgetting, and forgetting that Anderson Silva is also a black belt. Like, <laughs> and he showed that people. And, and that was the dangerous about Anderson. Anderson was the best on his feet with striking, but he also was deadly on the ground. On the ground. It was some hit yep. you. Yeah. You know, he did it to Dan Henderson. He did it to uh Chael Sonnen. Like he just had it. But you know, Anderson is a legend. And I'm and I love how Anderson has his taking this man, going into this fight with style bender. Anderson, you know, he has pride and he was like, everybody saying this kid's my clone. He's not. He's not my clone. You know, Anderson does. He's not ready to just say all the way. Yeah, right. This kid, because he knew he was going in there to fight this kid. Anderson right. had his moments. Anderson still got the moves. Anderson just doesn't have that speed. speed right. Yeah, speed. he's and getting older. He's, he's getting older. Old. Yeah, right. He's been yeah. in the game forever, dog. And and that's okay. No one is saying anything against that. Right. But I will say about Stylebender, man, he is just showing us that he is here. Mm -hmm. And if you get in here. If you get in here, I'm going to make it very hard for you to get out. <laughs> yeah. right. Kicks, hands. He's, right. That dude did a spinning 360 kick. Almost took Anderson head on. <laughs> yeah. But Anderson right. moved. And then Anderson did the same thing right They're back to him. Right. And he just missed. And I love the showmanship. Style Bender was like shaking his hand and <laughs> doing right. the morning time. And Anderson, Anderson doing his thing. Moving Michael. Right. Yeah. It was just so entertaining. Anderson had though. one shot to beat him. He knew it was yeah. funny when it happened. You know, when he hit him, he had stumbled yeah. to the ground. Yeah. And he tried to keep him with that. No, no. Nope. And he missed. Missed. had and speed. He, he had and speed he to get to him. Oh, Anderson had him. <laughs> Anderson threw it too. He threw it. He came <laughs> off his feet all yeah. through that knee, boy. He almost had him, man. Yeah, but almost. It was so entertaining to see. And I think we got, you know, I think Style Benno is going to be around a long time. I think he's going to be a future champion. Right. And uh, I think he's going to put together a run. He does have some nice talent to deal with in the middleweight division. But I don't see anybody in particular, you know, fighting Kevin Gassum or even a Robert Whitaker. You know, those are very good fighters, but. When you get in there against somebody and you know for a fact you're looking across somebody that has more talent than me, right. and I know for a fact I don't know what this kid is going to do, that's, mm -hmm. the scary that's thing. another that's dimension that in that thing, fighting man. thing. Yeah. When you fight a Robert Whitaker, you know what you're going to get. Right. When you fight a Kevin Gaslam or Yoel Romero or Jacare uh, Souza, you know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get <laughs> with Style Bender. Right. And that's a nod to John Jones, and that's a nod to Anderson Silva. That's just a nod to those guys, and I, it was great to see. I was very happy watching it. I felt good after that fight was over, yeah. man. And, yeah, Anderson lost, but I don't even look at it like yeah, that. I don't even look yeah. at, oh, man, yeah. Anderson lost. I think style bender winning was, because Anderson, he ain't got nothing to prove. Nothing so to I, nobody. I to see that yeah. win go to style bender so he yeah. can go on his run. Like, I think, I no, I think no middleweight would never hold that belt as long as he did. Never. Oh no, man! If Style Bender can get it, cause he's young. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's young. He oh, only gonna get better. I think he's like twenty-four. Right. I think he's like twenty-four. Cause you gotta think Anderson. Anderson got held that UFC. belt for a long but time. Also, Anderson didn't become middleweight champion UFC until he was over thirty. Man. Anderson was an older fighter when he got to the UFC, though. Mm -hmm. So Anderson was like thirty or thirty-one when he beat Rich Franklin. Like he wasn't young, young like that. This kid is twenty-four years old. He fought five times in the calendar year, five and oh. Mm. Yeah. Come on, man. Five fights in one year? Yeah. You don't see that. And this kid is hungry and he wants it, man. So, you know, of course, all the respect and shout out to Anderson Silva for being, you know, one of the GOATs, greatest of all time. If it weren't for John Jones, he would be. You know, but um, 
that's even a debate in itself. You know what I'm saying? The run Anderson had. Right. John in my Jones. case, for him over John Jones, John Jones is a product of his side. Like when people, it's that Jordan versus um, LeBron debate. Okay. It's almost like okay. you have to insert that, oh, yeah, this guy's 6'8", 400 pounds. And, like, it's moving at the same speed Jordan is. So when you look at it and say, but wait, Jordan is 150 pounds lighter than this guy. It's still doing what this big-ass nigga LeBron <laughs> did. And yeah. it's like, with me, I just look at the scale of that stuff, and it's like I'm evening it out. And, and you know, with John Jones, man, I, I ain't going to cap. I don't like John Jones. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't like him. And I really hope somebody knock his ass out. I feel you. But I, don't, I, I just feel like he's just so, such a physical freak. Yeah. And don't do get nothing. me wrong. Anderson is a lanky physical freak. I ain't very saying long. that he's not. You know, he's very long. He used to his advantage. But, but you I can just look think, at John Jones, man, and right. tell. He just got the advantage physically first. <laughs> Every, I almost over everybody. Like, I've never. Now, this new. Well, how y'all feel about this next fight that he's going into? Anthony Smith. I don't know, Because this kid is just as big as him. Um. He is, but he don't have the talent, talent. like that. Yeah, like you know what Anthony. I seen Anthony Smith fight. I seen him knock out Shogun in thirty seconds. But that Shogun, he's forty. Yeah, he's forty. He's getting in there. <laughs> the, the best athlete in the MMA. Yeah, yeah, I mean the MMA. best all around athlete, the most all around fighter in the game. Mm -hmm. And now John Jones is refueled, man. After he went back and got that belt from Gustafson, and now he's, they say he's finally on the right track. John Jones said it at his press conference. He said, I don't want there to be no debate about me and Anderson Silva. So that's my motivation. Right. I'm going in here, fight after fight, <laughs> to erase people. So that's my motivation. I want to be without a doubt yeah. the best I, I ever. And it, I can mm -hmm. respect that. That's what yeah. he got to show me. Like he yeah. got to put on a run. Because, I mean, it, it's, it's not... Years off is years off. You give, I mean, you yeah, get right. He didn't miss so much time, like, too, so he got, so yeah. Anderson was giving you them things. Every you know three months. Every three months. Every three months. Every, you know, coming yeah, three in there, getting yeah. people the fuck out of here. Yeah, he and was, I, you know and I think that's the reason John Jones, he got another fight real quick. He was like, yeah, he I want right. to fight at least right. three times this year. You know, so, yeah. he was going this eight run thing where he just not And he wants to. And he wants to. I, I then, we, then we can have a conversation. Yeah. Well, at least with me. And the but thing I, with I that, get why people the thing with John Jones, you just know, man. Once he gets you to that ground, you, and nothing, bro. Yeah. you can't do nothing, he man. Just, he's just gonna suffocate you. <laughs> I mean, so you know, you know, I, just, I, I think, I think the UFC, you know, when they move the ESPN, they're oh, in great hands. They're in great hands. They're looking better than ever. They got a mm -hmm. lot of new stars being born, and then you also have your guys like John Jones, who was still around. You got Tyrone Woodley. Um, Daniel Cormier, you know, you have your, you got uh, Amanda Nunes. I mean, you, you have stars who are dominant that are champions, but you can see that next wave brewing and they're coming up. They come, a la Stylebender, you know what I'm saying? They they coming, and it's good to see like a Henry Sujudo beat a TJ Dillashaw. Not the fact to see Dillashaw lose, but it goes to say, hey, Dillashaw can get in here and you can think he's just better than the guy he's fighting, but Right. He got knocked out. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. He has a chink in the arm that he got to go rectify now. And if I'm a business owner of the UFC, I'm like, I'm glad that happened. Right. Because now TJ got to go in here and get it together. Yep. He got to get it together and make it case. And then you got, of course, your Conor McGregor, who's basically a prize fighter now. Right. Conor don't want belts. Right. He want the money. He don't need the belts. Conor is a former champ, champ two division champion at one time. Right. He beat the greatest 
featherweight of all yep. time oh, in yeah. less than 15 seconds. Yep. Yep. That, seen that, and Jose like, yeah. and Jose Aldo. Yep. Like so, he beat. He went all the way up to one seven. Well to wait. Not he once, but twice. twice. <laughs> so that lets you know he got guts. He got heart. He got a set of balls. It don't matter to me, dog. We could be at 45, 55, or 70. Let's scrap. Right. Mm -hmm. People don't forget that. Right. So you can say what you want to say about Conor McGregor. Yeah, he got blasted by Khabib. Cool, but dog, this is MMA. Right. This is not WWE <laughs> where you can say Brock Lesnar's about to go on the 20. This ain't boxing. Yeah, right. This ain't boxing where you can pretty much say, yeah, this kid is going to really go on a six-year run. Like, right. there's really no one better than this kid. Right. Dog, this is MMA. MMA yeah. This is MMA. You get a year. I mean, right. a year run is like a right. decade-long run. Right. In MMA, and and I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel Conor McGregor is appreciated as he should be. Because a lot of people hate on his flamboyance. Right. He's basically like the Shawn Michaels but of MMA. That's right. the way he's been. That's the way right. he was when he came into it. He was. Well, this ain't nothing new. Him. People didn't know him. But people now you see him on the field with Robert Kraft at the Super Bowl with his son in his arm. <laughs> yeah, fighting right. Floyd Mayweather, getting a ninety million taking, dollar check, taking pictures with Kevin Hart and all these like, uh, celebrity people, man. On the highest order, like y'all yeah. people, these MMA stands. Like I know a few of them. Like y'all gotta chill, dog. Yeah, yeah. It, Dana He's White, a real no. star. Dana White, no, like, no, John Jones should have been Conor McGregor. Right. But he got in trouble. But now Conor McGregor, for some reason, has a pass where he can get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And people say, like, no, we don't care. Yeah. Put him in there. Like, right. put him in there. So, like, but, I don't feel like Dana can never lose Conor, man. Never, like, I, yeah, I don't man. think you can never Conor lose Conor. not Conor, going nowhere, man. man. You know, Conor entertained another boxing match here. Now, he very well might go and fight another boxer and get another payday. But he's still coming back to MMA. Mm. That's where he makes his money. That's where he became a superstar. And you have situations where you have to fight certain guys. Now, Donna Cerrone versus Conor McGregor is going to be a fantastic, fantastic. event. Fantastic. It is going to be a fight that people want to see. Everyone's going to watch that fight. And then, of course, we know it has to happen. McGregor could be too has to happen. Has to happen. So there's yeah. things that Conor has to address, and that's just great for the UFC. All right. So Could you, you know, sit back and watch that fight? Like, uh -huh. indeed, I mean, uh, he wasn't that dominant against Conor. He beat Conor, but it, yeah. it, it was flashes where Conor was doing his thing. First but, second round. Yeah. Conor but, was getting and it, there. And it went five, so you have to do that again. It went four. It went four. It went four. He stopped him in the fourth four round, five. but... It's like you have to do that again. What it was has to be done about again. about Anderson Silva saying he wanted to fight Conor McGregor? He would say he would be open to fighting mm -hmm. Conor McGregor, but he's not going down in weight. Right. So McGregor will have to you. find his way to 85, and he won't be able to do yeah. that. Right, he right. won't be able to get up to 85. Anderson getting the cage at 200, 200 pounds. <laughs> right. You know, so McGregor, <laughs> McGregor walks around at 185. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know. He might can. I mean... I mean, talking about Nick Diaz, cause I, I, I he really want to fight. He want to fight uh, uh, Nate again. He don't want to fight Nate. He want he want to fight Nate again. He want to fight. You know, you get know that third. And I'll watch it. Me. Hell yeah! And in Anderson run, and we seen a few fights when he went up to two hundred five. Like, why didn't they never give him a shot at that belt? Because at that time it wasn't. Like, it wasn't popular, no, popular to do it. You and, know, to and, go and, up. And then the UFC didn't have the stars to right. say, okay, yeah, you can go up to two hundred five. Mm -hmm. And win the title, and this division won't suffer. Right, like right. now, yeah, you can do nice, that. Right, Daniel right. Cormier can leave 205, go to heavyweight, and be champion. Right. Conor McGregor can leave featherweight and go up to lightweight and win the title, and the divisions are still okay. Right. Back then, if you allow Anderson Silva <laughs> to go up to 205 <laughs> and beat whoever the champion was, then yeah. that division is probably dead. Yeah, because yeah, right. he had a few fights at 205, and you were like, wow, he killed him. Like, this Forrest Griffin. Kill. 
Look, for, for MMA fans who don't remember this, just a trip down memory lane. People were saying, Google it. People were saying Anderson Silva hasn't been, he hasn't fought a fighter. He hasn't fought a guy who can get in there and muddy up the waters. He hasn't, no. He's just getting in there against these guys and he's killing These guys ain't fighters. So Anderson said, well, who should I fight then? Who, who do y'all want me to fight? And unanimously, the MMA world was like, Forrest Griffin. Yep. Cover boy. Forrest <laughs> Griffin. He was the hottest, hottest thing out. No. Ultimate fighter winner. Former yep. light heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. We want to see him fight like- Forrest Griffin. <laughs> Anderson said, was like, okay. I'll come up to 205. This is the guy who's going to fight. I want to fight. Man, let me tell you something, man. Union <laughs> Black was jam-packed in, the, in the one of our old spots, man. I mean, the place was packed, man. Yeah. Anderson Silva went in there and made a mockery, a mockery. A mockery of Forrest Griffin. And I encourage you guys to go YouTube it. Got to. How do you beat somebody with an open paw fist and break his jaw? He broke Forrest Griffin. Bro, he hit him with an open paw, and this man literally stretched out and died in the middle of the octagon. And Anderson just had that swag after the fight. Anderson was like, this is the guy that y'all said that was going to come and make it was me a, fight? It was the point of that fight. Anderson said, okay, you, you put my hands behind your back. What you doing? Like, short you get up. And, and Forrest in there. <laughs> had no business in there with that. And don't get me wrong, Forrest had a hell of a run. Right. You know, Forrest had a year where he became lightweight, light heavyweight champion. He was being, he was on like a five fight streak Mm -hmm. where he was just impressed. Yeah, who beat him and took his belt? Rashad did, right? No, no. It was Rashad? Who was it, Rashad? What? I think Rashad beat him and took his belt. No, no, no. Rashad knocked that Chuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rashad beat him. Rashad Rashad beat beat him. Easy two. Easy two. So, you know. I tried to have a little comeback. He tried, but. Yeah. You know, he ran into Machida. Yeah. And if you go back. And and I'm on ESPN Plus now. And I like. They got it set up where you can go and see the all championship fights. Mm -hmm. Of like passing the belt on. And it's dope to see, man. So, you got an Anderson Silva gap on the middleweight. (laughs) You got Anderson Silva beating uh, Rich Franklin. And that mug is literally like <laughs> three pages you have to get to when you get to the Wildman fight. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. Chris Wildman. So, you know, so I know, you know, that was our MMA talk. You know, we sat here for a little while, but we encourage you to go back, get on UFC uh, or ESPN Plus and visit the UFC and go there. All right. So before we get out of here, we got a couple things. Uh, what to watch for coming up before we get with you again. Of course, this weekend, NBA All-Star. Skills competition, rising stars game, three-point shootout, dunk contest, and, of course, the big game uh, Sunday, TNT, 8 o'clock as well. All right, we have UFC on ESPN. All right, this is their first big card on ESPN Sunday as well, so it's kind of conflicting. All right, it's on the same time as All-Star, but the main event for this fight is the return of Cain Velasquez, former two-time heavyweight champion, Fighting Francis Nagano, who is a mass murderer walking around for free <laughs> with no charges. Okay. If you are into seeing a humongous man getting knocked out in a short matter of time, you want to watch this fight. Mm. This fight will be on ESPN this Sunday, 9 o'clock, prelims at 7 o'clock. The card is so-so, but the main fight, the 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 holy grail of this card is Cain Velasquez 
fighting Francis Nagano in the main event at heavyweight. All right. So um, other than that, man, you know, thank you guys for being with us and rocking with us again. Episode 10. Um, hit us on our Twitters, man. Hit us on Instagram. Reduce Lunch Pod. Reduce Lunch Podcast on Instagram. Hit us on our Twitter handles. I'm at Dejra Hicks Jr. Where you at, Black on it's Twitter? It's your man, Black. I'm at Black. Basketball, boy, you late, boy. We just got finished talking MMA. Basketball, where you was at? You ain't even hit us, Basketball. We just got to talk about John Jones and all that, bro. Where you at? Go ahead, Hit me on Twitter. Hit me on Instagram at Black, E-N-L-3. Yes, sir. Your favorite sportsologist in here, another show in the yes, books. Yes, sir, sportsologist. Fred, where you at on Twitter, man? Uh, Freddie Bricks. Freddie yes, with a Y. Freddie Bricks. Hit yes, me sir. up on um, Twitter, man. All right, PJ, where you at, man, on Twitter, man, in case somebody want to chop it up with you? All right, man, Twitter underscore PJ Darrell. That's D-A-R-R-E-L-L. Yes, Come chop it up me with yes, me sir. about the wrestling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, we had a great show today, man. We covered a lot. You know, we'll begin with y'all real shortly, man, for episode 11. So check us out, SoundCloud iTunes for previous episodes if you want to learn more about us. Any questions, like I said, y'all hit us up. All right, so this has been the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. We'll see y'all soon. Yep.